I'm a motivational speaker. I am a mental health coach. I'm a life coach. Um, let me see. I'm a daughter. I'm a caregiver now. Uh, I think that sums it up for right now, but I appreciate that wonderful welcome. <laughs> and no, you also could tell them about your other um, businesses that you have. The um, oh, yes. Opulent Lady Business Association. Yes. Well, I guess you're right about that. Well, um, along with all the other forget? stuff that I do. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, yes. Um, we just launched myself and my business partner, the Opulent Lady Business Association. I'll make sure I'll put that inside of the chat. And what we do is help women um, brand and market their business. Um, we just opened up a loft. Um, if you go onto the website, which is opulentladyba.com, you will see all the wonderful things that we do for membership. And don't worry, because we come into a town near you. We're going to be looking for ambassadors to start this amazing organization of women networkers, women who come together. One, my biggest thing was breaking the stigma of Black women who can't work together. So the motto for this company is wise women win because wise women work together. So I'm not about no drama. I'm not about no nonsense. I'm about my business and I'm about my bag. And so long as I'm about that, anybody who's going to be affiliated with me is going to be on the same page. So everything that I offer, um, do we have mastermind classes? So whether you're a veteran in a business, uh, whether you are a newbie, that's just what we got going on. And the reality was, hey, what it to was huh? we good? Yeah, was, you you gotta share the link on your page. It's on it's on, okay. it's on my it's on Facebook now. So yeah. okay, okay, I'll share it. And just during okay. the uh, pandemic, we realized that especially um, black women weren't able to to go ahead and get the money that was out there for us, and that became kind of real when it was like we got we got here stylists, we got people who got clothing businesses, we got all these businesses, but they weren't set up correctly. And so that's what allowed me to expand uh, the business uh, with my business partner. She's the business matchmaker. She put the right people in the right place at the right time. This is what she does and she does it well. Um, and we combine those ideas and that's what we created was the Opulent Lady Business Association. So I'll make sure that that information is in there just as well. Check out the website. Um, you don't have to be in Maryland. That's where I'm located at. We have um, people who are part of the organizations in California, Atlanta, um, we got North Carolina, so you do not have to be here. It's just that when you're here, you have access to the law. But I'll tell you more about that. I'm happy to be here. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to share the link. We're happy. We're happy you're here as well. Um, sometimes this show can get a little ratchet. <laughs> but we also, oh, we, I try to always have conversations that it's uncomfortable, but it's needed, and it's real. So sometimes, you know, it's live. Somebody it's said it's an echo. She said it's the echo. Mm. Damn it. I don't know. What, which one do we have to turn down? Uh, mine's is all the way turned down. So it might be yours. Yours is all the way turned down? Yeah. Because mine's, mm -hmm. I would be able to. Do you hear the echo? Do you hear echo on yours? I kind of hear the echo. Okay, you guys, y'all going to be. I'm loving this. They said okay, it's so not the They said me. it's not me. They said it's you echoing. Okay, so I might just have to. I want to make sure y'all hear me. I don't know. I might just have to. Because if I turn my. Okay, so which one is. Which one do you have turned all the way down? The one that's on Instagram? 
Yeah. Or the one that's on Zoom. Instagram. Right. And that's the one that I have. You guys, okay, she said, Fatima, you are Clara. So what about Mahisa? Mahisa talk. It does she is it an echo with her? So Hi, I I'm already on it. Facebook. I moved it further away. So let me know, Miss um, Kitty, if That's you can hear it or you still hear the echo. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Y'all are Instagram engineers. Y'all got to help us Max, get down. We appreciate it. <laughs> We're all a family. We're all a team here, but y'all just not getting paid. <laughs> but this we love you. Inter internship. Internship. Everybody. Hi, everybody on Facebook. But if y'all just join in. And everybody on Sedora land. Um, this is uncensored. We have, I know we normally on on Sundays, every second and fourth Sunday, but today we're on our post Super Bowl show because we didn't want to interfere with the Super Bowl. So today on Uncensored, we have a special guest, a friend of mine, an author, a sister, a mental motivator. Her name is Mahisa Green. And um, we're going to be discussing her book, which is called What Goes On in My House Stays in My House. And what does that mean to you and her testimony and sort of kind of like some, I'm going to share some stories as well that, you know, I think we all have heard of that term. And um, I've always um, somewhat abide by it, but, but I was always mature enough to know that doesn't mean all across the board. So yeah welcome everybody welcome 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 thanks for um um tuning in we want you to ch um, chime in as well we're gonna have um those of us that's following i know those y'all on facebook y'all not gonna be able to join in on the live but those of y'all that's on instagram anybody that don't want to write in the comments and y'all want to join in on the live like i said I'm um in. be feel free to um send me a request so you were saying, Mahisa? <laughs> well, I was just telling them a little bit about what I got going on between the books. Um, you know, Mahisa Green, look it up. Um, opulentladyba.com is Opulent Lady Business Association. You do not have to be in Maryland. Um, you see the book, uh, What Goes On In My House Stays In My House. Specifically, is the, the under title is Breaking My Silence From My Sanity. And so mm -hmm. that was the... Um, part that really took it overboard, which was um, letting people understand that we were breaking our silence to just keep the peace. And because of the silence being held in was causing so much chaos in so many of our worlds. I can speak for myself, but we'll get into that later. So um, mm -hmm. I have a children's book. I don't know if you see it on this side, actually on that side, um, Pretty to be Dark Skin. Um, it's a children's book about self-love and self-esteem uh, I'm just, I'm over here working. That's really what I can say. The mental mm -hmm. motivator is working. That I understand the assignment. I understand my purpose in life. And that's really all I want to do. And I want to monetize off of making sure that I'm not just telling my story, but I'm changing lives in the, you know, at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. And um, hi, 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 I'm Leisha. Hi, everybody else that just joined in. That's right. Everybody that's on here, y'all can tag a friend and invite a friend. Yes. You guys think me enjoy this live. I appreciate that. I see you um see you said you thought you would like this live. So you shared it. So I asked any everybody that's on here to um yes, thank you, Royal. Hi Susie to um Suzanne to um to to, to um share the share the live because this is gonna be a, a good conversation. 
So yeah, like she was saying, her book, she has more than one book, but we're pro predominantly going to be discussing the what goes on in my house stays in my house book. Um, those of you guys that just joined on Facebook, I forgot the term that you used. What is it, an anthology? It's what an anthology. So an anthology is a collection of stories. Um, so I really like doing anthologies, um, especially before I come out with my full book, because anthology gives other people the chance to get a taste of what writing a book is about. And so I hear a lot of women who say, I want to write a book. That was me. I've been writing a book since I was 18. Fear was involved, shame, guilt. But the reality of really sitting in writing a book, it was like, it was never coming out. And then I was introduced to anthologies where I can get a piece of my story or one of my stories. Because if anybody out there, anything like me, I got several. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't even know how she didn't even mention that. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. So let's make sure we get that off the bat. Right oh, away. My, okay. my bad. My bad. They could tell okay. from the accent that you That's Brooklyn. true. I've been I've, I've been in Maryland over three years. And a New York accent does not go away at all. But Based you know, on. like I was absolutely, absolutely. But an anthology is a collection of stories from several different women. So you have or whoever you have going on. So you get the opportunity for other people to become an author just like you. But again, my goal was to give people a taste of what it's like to write a little bit of your story and that's what I do so I don't just ask you to write I actually teach you how that you can go ahead and, and create your story from this long storybook to just a little bit and and then how you can go ahead and spread the word and people can contact you or you can go ahead and get ready to either create your own or write your book mm. they saying that it's a lot of feedback Simone you still hearing a lot of feedback Ugh. right well, I, hope, I don't know, guys. Try to bear with us. Is it unbearable? Should we go out and start it again, or what? Or is it you guys can bear with it? Because this is this is this is what we do. This tech, not this technology. I don't know why. So I'm wondering. Yeah, I wonder My if I turn. What if I turn this one all the way down, right? And then turn this one up. Uh -uh. Okay, yeah, uh, hold on. Hello? Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah. How is the um how is the feedback now? Is it still bad? Simone, my other my other um engineer that's engineer. on Instagram. <laughs> oh, so then wait a minute. I don't know. I turned the one all the way down here, so I don't know if people could hear it on Facebook. That's the thing. I don't think that's gonna work because this is the one that's the, this is the main phone and we using that the um radio. But I can hear here. you good. So if I can hear you good on Zoom, then they should be able to hear you good on Facebook. No, but are you hearing me Zoom through the Instagram or through Zoom? Through Zoom. Through Zoom. I can I'm hear sorry. you good on both. You, you you good on Facebook and on the radio? You good. Okay, so do you guys hear me on um on Zoom right now? Yep, we hear you good. Okay, so how is the they saying this um you um Mohisa? Yeah, I don't know. The only thing I can do is probably come off of. Let me see. I'm gonna try to work with my volume. All right, let me know if you guys can still hear me on Zoom. 
It's a little better, they said. <laughs> we were, right. you know what? And we haven't had audio issues in a while. This is a good, a good conversation. I don't want no audio issues. It's Mimi who is who has the seat, the feedback, they saying. Um I'm gonna try to work some stuff out. Let me see. Because I don't want nobody to miss this either. Right. Just lower your, whatever your Zoom is on, just lower the volume a little bit. Because she, he said, lower yeah, that's what I just did. I lowered the, I lowered the Zoom and the um, Instagram. Just a little Does it sound bit, better? Okay, so Miss Kitty, Kitty says she, she can hear me now. Okay. Kitty and Simone, or any of my engineers, how does, um, What's up, P? Mimi is weird because you sound clear now. Okay, no, she just wow. made some adjustments. Okay. All right, so you good? So are we good on the audio side now? There's no echo? Everybody's good? A thumbs up? Yes? No? Whatever. <laughs> Don't worry. If anything goes wrong, I can't wait to meet y'all. I'm coming to a town near you. I'm telling yes. you I can't wait to meet y'all. Hey, P. All right, so we're we going to just get right on into it. So this whole term about what goes on in my house stays in my house, um, I never really liked that term. Now it's me. They say y'all good now. So we get mixed, we get mixed um, responses. One day, one it's all right, because we ain't my... trying to keep them no longer. We want to make sure we get into this conversation. We will have another one. We will clear it up. We'll do whatever it takes if we got to go straight live the rest of the week somewhere. We're going to give them what they want. So I, I'm just, again, we it's okay. all good. Okay, no, I think they said we good now. Okay. All right, so yeah, um, I, I guess I can start off with how I feel about that time. I was one that um, never really agreed with what goes on in my house, stay in my house, to teach people, to teach kids that, especially kids, it's um it could be very it could be very harmful because a lot of things go on in people's house, you know. For one, the main thing, the one most harmful thing that goes on in people's house is and you telling kids what goes on my house stays on my house. There's a lot of people that are molested in their house. Now, if you teach them what goes on my house stays in my house, they would never ever get out of that situation, never get the help because they were taught what goes on in my house stays in my house. So they will never tell their aunt, they will never tell the relative, they will never tell nobody in school because yeah. that has been embedded in them. Um, so I, for one, always never really agree with it. I get with, you know, I know there's like, if we have arguments in the house as kids, you know, you ain't supposed to go outside and tell anybody out there, oh, this was going on or that was going on. So I don't know, like, even though I was taught that, I always was wise enough to know, do not be extreme with it. Like if you being abused or molested or something like that, you should be able to tell somebody or you should tell somebody. But I don't think when that term is being used that it's being described in depth like that. What do you think? Well, I don't think, to tell you the truth, I don't really believe that many people even say it. I think it's a silent killer. Like. It's a deadly, silent killer. Like, no longer does my generation have to say it. We're now acting it out in our homes. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I don't know who's out there, but what I've watched growing up is like um, if you say something, then you get beat. So you know not to say nothing. You know, so um, if I, how do I know that I can't tell that mommy just got her behind whooped or I just got molested? What what would be the difference? Because again, we don't no longer have to say it. It's already acted out. And as I always say, it's a slave mentality that comes from generational curses of hurt and pain that we've now taken from generation to generation. And that's literally what we do with mm-hmm. um, with our families now. So you get in trouble. Um, yes, I, like you said, from different generations. So though we're not saying it anymore, I know me, how much I was holding on. And I can tell you that my parents have never said those words to me. They've never said those words to me. Did they have to? No, I didn't get beat grown up as a kid. They didn't have to, but somehow I knew that the things that I endured growing up, I couldn't tell anybody because of the fear, the shame, and the guilt that was attached to it. That was my issue. So I never heard it said to me, but I knew what I was supposed to do. You can't tell nobody nothing. You you can't tell nobody they're going to throw the Bible at you. You can't tell nobody they're going to judge you. You can't tell nobody. Now everybody thinks you a smut. You can't, like, you you just can't say nothing. So we've learned how to take everything, for me, domestic violence, for me, molestation, for me, bad relationships, for me, grief. All I learned how to do is to suppress it because in between, I got stuff to do. I got kids to take care of. I don't have time. And so that's where we kind of get that little saying from. Like, I don't have time for none of that. That's because that whole other little saying that goes behind that is what? We don't always do what we want to do, but we do what we got to do. We have to do. Now, I don't want to live by that. I don't want to live by I got to do what I got to do. And so that pushes you again to say, I got to keep going. So you never really have time to deal with issues. And you wonder why. I'm going to say at some point, I'm going to speak for myself, ladies and gentlemen, whoever's watching, you wonder why I was jacked up. I may not have looked jacked up, because mm-hmm. I can clean it up, but I was we jacked up. We all can. Up. That's one thing our culture can do. We can front and act like everything is okay. Meanwhile, we're dying inside. The whole world is crushing, but we have been taught to act like you're strong, you know, move forward and everything. Absolutely. I mean, even on my the book, you know, if you want to be honest, you can look at anybody on that book and you would never know the stories that they have been through. And it wasn't because they didn't want to share it. You know, it was because who, who are you going to tell? Some of the comments that says, my, girl, you can't say, I'm telling my, I'm you telling my life, girl, I can't wait to meet you. I'm just uh-huh. saying, I was so over holding on to these stories because it was affecting every bit of who I was. Again, I can look good, but I was suffering inside with low self-esteem, knowing I am such, my melanin is always popping. But because I've allowed people to uh, cross boundaries, because I've allowed myself to settle for less, because I've allowed certain things to happen in my life, I was jacked up inside. And it's like, you're looking at everybody else and you're thinking everybody else good, but you're like, not ain't good because I'm not good. Right. So you can you can have the house and a car and all that other stuff and still be jacked up. The reason why I wrote this book is because I said I wasn't dying jacked up. I'm going to keep it straight up with y'all. I said I wasn't dying without getting help, without getting mental help. I wasn't dying like that. 
uh, like, like every, every other woman that I know who had so many stories that what? They either drink themselves to death, they smoke themselves to death, they sex themselves to death. I don't know. I had to take so care of my I wanna, family. So I want to interrupt right there. Well, because oh, I don't, I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose our audience and, or, or, or think that this is all about women, because men uh, have also been trained like this. Oh and man, that's, I'm on now. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of them do not know how to process their emotions because they was taught to suppress everything and don't talk about it and what goes on or here stays in here. So this is not, I don't feel like it's just a woman thing. It's a us thing. I agree. I completely agree. And there's a gentleman uh, on, on the book and honestly, he's my husband. This is definitely a, a, a people thing. The question right. is who's ready to talk about it or who's right. more likely to talk about yes. it. It became a woman's thing because somehow we were pulling each other out of it. I'm a beekeeper. You having this uncensored show, you pulling people out of it. But mm -hmm. men, they don't have safe places. They right. never have safe places. And ladies, if you out there, please don't think I'm coming for you. But we haven't created safe places for them either. And that's because the way we were trained and, and brought up, you know, they never had a place as they watched their wives get raped and watch their children get sold and they still gotta go work on the field. They don't have no time to cry. And so mm -hmm. we've kind of grew up like that, not allowing them to have a safe place. Like soon as they kind of show their emotions, what happens? I was just gonna it? I was just gonna use that as an example uh, for all the mothers out there that's raising sons. You know, people do it all the time subconsciously. As soon as the son start crying, shut up, stop crying. You, you stop acting like a girl. Stop acting yep. like a girl. So we have grown up as adults and now we're trying to deal with these men who we saying that are emotionally unavailable or not able to, to express how they feel. And it all stemmed from how they was raised, how they were trained from kids not to be able to be emotional, not to able be able to express themselves. Yeah, and so what we see is we see the angry black man or the angry black woman. And it could be angry anybody, but right now, Black History Month, we're focusing on the community. So all we get to see is the man who's going to whip his, who's going to beat the wife. Mm -hmm. You know, we see the backhand of the stuff that nobody ever even thinks about. Is he mentally stable? And I'm going to be real. Like, I've been there and done that. And I understand that hurt people hurt people. Right. They don't know how to control emotions. That's my saying. Hurt people hurt people. So even to my abusers, I forgive you. You didn't know no better. You thought that was your way of controlling me. And somehow I allowed it. I'm going to keep it. I allowed it because somewhere I was broken. So if you got two broken pieces, two broken people, then what's going to happen? You think you're going to fix each other? So what happens? Hold on, they say also their other male counterparts doesn't allow them to be open as well. Absolutely. And so mm -hmm. look at boys and boys. We see it every day. Can we mm -hmm. look at the world now between the killings, the murders? Where, where's our men at? They either dead or in jail. I'm sorry. And that's our reality. And so you're talking about another man. He's going to clown another man before he really recognize that, damn, I feel the same way. So they're going to clown him. And what's going to happen? He's not going to say anything else again. And then if you find a man that is willing to go get some mental help, we find out that they're over-medicated. 
That's why I chose to go into the field of psychology so that there can be more black psychologists. How can we help our people if we're not even in the game? Right. You over-medicate in the men. And so what happens? They feel funny. I don't know if anybody ever, ever has seen somebody or know somebody that might have been on medication. They feel funny. And so what they stop doing. Well, not only, not only, not only in my experience, not only do they feel funny, I know a few people. Do I have Facebook volume up? No, I don't. I thought y'all said to turn it down. Can you guys hear me on Facebook? Um, that's the thing. Um, I know in my experience, I know some people that have, you know, suffered with mental illness and the moment that they got help or once they went to the professionals, they immediately over-medicated them to the fact that they were looking like they were zombies, like nah, and you could literally see that they were on medication. So that's what kind of discouraged a lot of the brothers from getting help because I they agree. didn't want to be looking like, I think it should be some sort of medium. I don't, like you said, I think they were over medicating us to the fact that it threw us off where a lot of people don't even want to get help no more because they yeah, don't want to be absolutely looking right. like they're on drugs when they're not really on drugs or not so crack or anything, but they're on um, pres prescription drugs body, some of these um, psychiatrists, I think that were just experimenting. Like, you know, and we all know that uh, medication, um, the pharmacy is a big business. You know, the pharmaceutical business I is a big business. Agree. So I don't we think everything so requires, you know, it, medication, real. maybe therapy, but a lot of times, I think they're getting better now. Cause I know most of the people that I know are in therapy, they're not medicated, they're in therapy. So what well, do you think? I'm, do you think I'm, I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate for both. So it makes me no difference whether you are on medication or therapy or both. I'm just saying that when you come to the medication part, you we have to also create a safe place for them to say that they're not feeling the way they used to because it is real. I will see kids every day with ADHD who become over-medicated and then what mm -hmm. happens? They take them off the medication. Now Johnny is disciplined. Johnny got an eye. It has to be a medium. Um, barely graduating because Johnny really needed the medication. Yeah. What we see mm -hmm. now is more people who are either going to be in therapy, therapists who are advocates or mental health advocates that's going to show you how to speak up for yourself. How to be able to say, nah, I don't want the 10 milligrams. Let me try eight. Let me try seven. Let me try six. Let me right. try five. So you get to that place that you can function the regular way because it is, you know, I truly believe in both and for those who don't, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I believe that both can be just I as believe in both as well. Properly used, yes. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, just to give a little sneak peek, because we do want you guys to um buy her book. There's some stories on them. Okay, let's read the comment. My son, I took him off the gain. He, I took him off the gain weight and did did so much better afterward. And as a mother, I felt like I felt him. You wanna you wanna answer that or um, I'm gonna grab that. So you okay. took him you took him off the medicine and then you when you felt like he done better. And if he gained, I mean if you took him off and he done better, Lord you pecan, then you never have felt him. You you would have felt him if you never would have tried the medication. The fact is that you tried it and you did it didn't work. Okay, he gained the weight. That's something we can work on. But mm -hmm. as a mother, we never get this thing right. But you was trying to find out what was going on. I need mm -hmm. you to pat yourself on the back. Everything's not going to be perfect. 
you you was looking something was going on with him that you knew that there was something beyond your control pat yourself on the back that you went searching you don't understand how many parents out here are so afraid of everything and i get it we have every right to but i also see a lot of children who are hurting and then we have parents who are ignoring it at the same time we have parents who are saying you're going to be okay um get over it i, I heard that so many times Okay, uh, I'll tell y'all about that later on. I heard that so many times I was going to be okay. Everything going to be all right. No, it's not going to be all right. I, I want to tell a quick story that um, that coincides with what you said. I, um, I, I had a friend who, a lot of people, what, what Roy, you just explained explain and expressed, a lot of people do not want to admit that their kid may need some help. So they ignore. And sometimes when they're inside, they don't see it. So I had a friend that I can literally see that her child was delayed. And I was, and I was telling her, you know, you should go. Um, I said, you should get him tested. Uh, I think he's a little delayed. Ain't nothing wrong with my son trying to say my son is slow and all yeah. that. And she was defensive. So then I fell yeah. back. And we, she did that for years. And by the time he got to junior high school, no, I want to say junior high school. I would say maybe like fifth grade. Yeah. Fourth or fifth grade, they gave him a diagnostic. They um she allowed them to um test him or whatever, and he had dyslexia. Now he's all the way delayed. Not saying all the way delayed, but he's so far back. If she would have got him the help that he needed from the very beginning, he would have got past that. But a lot of these, a lot of people are embarrassed that they don't even want to get help, you know. And I think that a ego is a, a, is a um, the, um having these fragile egos or these big egos is what yeah. prevents us and stagnates a lot of us from being successful for moving forward and everything because of some of our egos. I agree. I want to go ahead and go back to Royal Pecan, who said, "I love that. Well, I love the comment that you just put in there because he was diagnosed early." One, I can only say that I'm sorry that he was diagnosed early because it is true. He should not have been diagnosed early, but there is early diagnosis that has helped us to better serve children. And what should have happened, Roy, you pecan, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way because I, I can't wait to meet you. You didn't know how to advocate for him, baby girl. So I don't want you to walk around with that guilt. Had you known what you know now, we wouldn't have been through it. But the fact that something... You tell me if I'm wrong. Something was going on with him at four years old. Behavior issues. Something was going on that made you look a little further. I can only say we apologize that they diagnosed him with whatever at four years old. But you didn't have the information. Later on, you researched it and realized this. So I'm again going to continue to applaud you because you never gave up. Like you said, okay, whatever medication, you didn't like what it was doing, whatever it was. You was a mother that never gave up. You continued to do your research until you got to a place where you took him off. Well, I am truly going to commend you for mm -hmm. that. You're not walking around with none of this guilt. You're not walking around with none of that like you did something wrong. You did everything in your possible power. Thank you. You had him at 16. You didn't know. I had my first kid at 13. Yep, you heard me say it. 13 years old. You're going to find out about that if you get the book. This ain't no, uh, oh, I just learned this because my degrees are in psychology. This is real. 
This yeah. is real. You had him young. You didn't know that information. And when you realized it, you made the change for whatever change it is. And I just hope that he is doing so, you know, perfectly fine. But don't walk around with that guilt no more. This is what I'm talking about. You've been walking around with this. This is exactly what I'm saying, Tima. What goes on in my house stays in my house. Though it didn't have to be anything negative. You've been walking around with that baggage thinking that you failed him because you put him on medication. Man, no more bag lady, okay? Erica Badu said it for us. Put that bag down, okay? Put Let, let it go. Remove that. Release it today, okay? Mm -hmm. Reflect, release, and receive. Release it so that you can really receive everything that has your name on it. But you won't get everything that has your name on it until you release that pain. Today right. is your day for you, Pekin. You didn't know you was coming on here for a half sermon, half healing. <laughs> I'm just letting you know today is your day. You done. Yes, yes, yes. My baby. Oh, he's 13. I can't wait to meet him. Tell him he got an auntie Mimi in Maryland. <laughs> I can't wait to hug him. And I can't wait to hug you. But I'm letting you know today is your day. You done. You done walking around with that hurt and that pain of thinking that you failed him at four years old. You were the awesome parent that we didn't see that was saying something wrong with my baby. And it could have right. been other stuff. Could have been like, oh, hey, daddy, I don't, I don't know. It could have been something that he was bothered by, but you went after it, and that's what you keep doing. So, my girl, mm -hmm. I'm giving you a fist pump. You got this, and keep on being great. You well, gotta know it for yourself. So, so I want to talk about, well, not really talk about. I'm just gonna use her as an example. Um, Royal Pecan. Um, she has, a, she has a lot of stories, and she is very vocal and transparent about her story she don't have no problem with telling people this happened to me i experienced that and i experienced that and i always commend her on her transparency because a lot of people are the total opposite you know um one of my testimonies is when i was going through when i first separated from my husband i was going through a lot you know and i used to get on social media and I would post memes or I actually got on a live once or twice. And, you know, okay. and there were some people that were saying, oh, that's the same for social media or keep that in your house. Same thing as what goes on in your house stays in your house. And I, Absolutely. I didn't listen to people. I did not listen to them. I felt like it was helping me. It was therapeutic. Uh, Cause I was like, I just wanted to, I just wanted to scream. I wanted to talk. I want to tell my story. And with that being said, I didn't listen to some people because you know why? The, the moment I started giving my testimony, there were so many people that was texting me and that was DMing me that were going through the same thing. If I tell, I promise you, it was at least almost two dozen people that I was talking to on a regular basis that were saying that they were going through the same thing. And when they were telling me this, I was like, I really? I was like, I just saw pictures of y'all on vacation. Oh, I just saw y'all, all you always post all these pictures of you and your man and it's looking happy and all of that. I didn't know that you were going through the same thing. But you know why? Because it goes back to, they were told what goes on in my house stays in my house. A I lot agree. of people stay in abusive relationships. A lot of people stay in toxic, unhealthy relationships because of shame or embarrassment. They, don't, they, they feel like they don't want nobody to know so they're just buried and I'm Brazilian. I could get through this and all that. And they just keep it quiet. But in, 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 in reality, they going through hell. But that's I what agree. taught in this culture. 
fake it till you make it or act like everything is all right. How many times you've been having a bad day or everything is going wrong and people be like, how you doing? And you just say, I'm good, fine, knowing you're not. And, and you people don't want to answer it. And I got two things for you. One, you talked about the fact that, you know, people was telling you what, you know, you need to keep that in, in inside. It ain't for everybody. That's why you got to understand your purpose. When you created Uncensored, it wasn't for everybody. When you went live, it wasn't for everybody because everybody's not ready. And that's up to them because everybody's not ready to really release for so many reasons. Again, they're not ready to face that fear. They're not ready to get rid of that shame. And that's their issue and that's their problem. And I commend them for whatever they're doing. And But at the end of the day, sometimes like they see themselves in you. And like I said, when I get on live and I do stuff like this, it may not be 50 million comments. And that's why I'm so like loving y'all right now on Instagram. And I wish I could see y'all on Facebook, but I'm loving the comments because I get the calls later on and I'm okay with that too. You understand? I'm okay with both of them. But I also wanted to um, address the second part that you talked about. Um, so not only are we dealing with people who are not ready, to share their stories. Man, Roy, you pecan, I'm telling you, I can't wait to meet you. You're also dealing with, um, when you said how you, you know, whatever people, you know, fake the front, you know, like, uh, you know, everything's not good. Like, I, that's one thing my kids couldn't tell me. And I'm, this is just a tip for y'all. I got, I got four kids, three boys, one stepdaughter, but they couldn't come home and tell me that everything was good. And you know why? Because I came home for seven months and said that everything was good. And by the time my parents found out, I was seven months pregnant. So I was a little bit more engaged, like, nah, good. What does good mean? What does good mean? You know, mm -hmm. and so I had to let them elaborate a little bit more. But I wanted to take it there, Fatima, because it goes back to generations. I can go back to the crack cocaine pandemic or even prior to and say, why did people stay together? One, what, the, what article you just put up recently? marriage and children was a sign of success. So you was going to stay getting your behind whooped because it made you look like you was in a certain category or a certain status. And so people stayed together. Think you were married in slavery and watched your daughter get sold and raped and your wife sold and raped, but you wasn't going to leave him because he had nobody else. So again, we've ingrained this stuff generation after generation of why we stay in these toxic places or why we allow people to take advantage of us, why we take life for granted, why we hold on to these stories. It's so many reasons, but it goes back to what goes on in my house stays in my house. I'm not ready to tell you. I'm not going to tell you because I'm not ready to face it myself. This uncensored and Mimi Mahisa Green, the speaker, the, the author, that came out because I said yes, because I said mm -hmm. I was ready to release because I wasn't going to hold on to it no more because mm -hmm. it was affecting. Though, again, I say it again, I look good. It was affecting every bit of who I was. It was affecting mm -hmm. my decisions. It was affecting um, how I raised my children. All of that stuff that I was hurt, for instance, I wouldn't let my kids even play with a gun and they didn't like a, like a water gun. And they didn't understand why. And you know what I said? Because I said so. Don't ask me no questions. Mm -hmm. But nobody ever knew that I was still grieving two baby fathers who got right. killed and broken. They didn't understand that they couldn't go outside and play with a water gun. May sound crazy to you, but to me, it was my reality. I right. couldn't watch certain shows. I couldn't watch First 48. People didn't understand. That was the black show. Oh, yeah, sure. let's go watch First 48 so we can watch everybody get killed. I lived that life. I still can't watch First 48 because of my mental i'm just keeping it real 
And so everybody's not ready. But every time I realized that I was telling my story, I realized that I was healing in a process. So who you get today was not here two years ago, was not here four years ago, and surely wasn't here 10 mm -hmm. years ago. Who mm -hmm. you getting today is 100% raw Mahisa. And sometimes you say that you wish you could have been this way. No, everything happens for a reason in good right. time. And I truly believe that God's timing mm -hmm. is perfect. But what I will do is I'll fight for everybody right now on Facebook, on Zoom, on, on Instagram to say, if you feel like it's your time and you need somebody to talk to, follow me, follow me, follow team. Make sure you stand um, underneath her. I'm just keeping it real. She is sharing her story and don't care who's listening or who's not listening because we understand the assignment. And the assignment, what I've been through in life has nothing to do with me and everything to do with you. What we've been through in life is for us to share it. He didn't give us these tests, this test that went into testimony to sit here and share it. Right. That's why everybody say when you get on the book with me, they like you give out everything. What you said is everything ain't for everybody right now. Everything ain't for everybody. Sometimes I know I've seen people because I'm so transparent. I don't know. I don't know. It's something about me. It's something about my spirit. It's something that I have a sign on me. Everywhere I go, I don't even have to know people and they'll start telling me their business. Like Absolutely. I was in Atlanta um, a couple of weeks ago and the girl that was working in the store, she just started telling me her, her, her not, not her business, personal business, but just telling me something that she was going through. So I don't know. I just, I feel like I have that open, I have that open energy that people feel like they can tell me anything. So when people be like, oh, you know, I wouldn't do that. And I'm not, I wouldn't tell nobody this and that. Well, you cannot do that. But me, my, my life is an open book. I know everything. You, it's some stuff that about me that people don't know, but for the most part, I'm not embarrassed by nothing. Uh, what people are, uh, why a lot of people are silent by a lot of stuff, because they are embarrassed. They be like, oh, um, this one's gonna look at me different. Or I, I, everybody think I'm this kind I of way. Agree. If I say this, then they're going to think different. And I got a total other outlet. What I think about myself, I don't care about what nobody else say. And I can never be embarrassed because I feel like we all have done something or been in a situation that didn't put us in the best light. So when I, I have that in mind, I don't be embarrassed to be, to share my story. And if, and if people start getting in that, if, if people get start getting in that, um, in that mindset, I think the whole trajectory of social media will change because on social media, all you see is the best of everybody. Oh, on their page is nothing but glitz and glamour and glitter and all that. If you start seeing, if people start having that mentality, like with me, I tell a good, bad, and in between. I don't be on no acting like, oh, I'm having a good day every day and everything great is about me. No, I say this happened to me, that happened to me. Oh, I know I have experience this and that but people yeah. don't want to say that people only want to say they want to show you how much money they making in their business oh i'm this i'm i'm, I'm making a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars a year but they're not going to say all the trials and the tribulations that they did had to go it's through crazy that you said that, that it's a lady who um i don't have her name but i will get it for you there's a lady who is like almost a millionaire who made money off of just what you said she was trying to start a business, start a business, start a business, kept failing, kept failing, and then started going live and telling about why she was failing and ended up, what she do now, she has a podcast based off of how are you at, are you ready to tell a story behind the business? 
then mm -hmm. you are, you can come and be a guest on her on her show. Just mm -hmm. like you said, because she realized she didn't understand why she was failing all the time, mm -hmm. but then nobody was really giving her the goods on what, like, what are you doing wrong? And that's, mm -hmm. and then we go right there with Opulent Lady Business Association. That's mm -hmm. what I do. Like, I'm going to give you the goods of where you need to go and what you need to do. But again, when people say to me, Tima, they like, well, you give out everything because I understand assignment. There's only one Mahisa. I don't care if everybody on this Instagram had a podcast and everybody me, was doing me, the same thing. Me, everybody was a mental thing. health coach. There's only one me that's going to give it to you like me. There's only one me who experienced the things I experienced. And let me tell you something. In my world, there is no competition. Let me just mm -hmm. say that your own there your is own no competition. I stay in my lane and whoever I can help on my way. What I learned is I'm not being nobody's crutch. I'm only ladders. So if you're ready mm -hmm. to climb to the top, then let's go ahead and do this, boo-boo. But if you think I'm about to be a crutch, I ain't no dentist. I ain't pulling nobody's teeth in 2022. Mm -hmm. I got work to do. But when you understand who you are, goes back mm -hmm. to this identity, goes back to, you know, again, releasing. When you understand who you are, then you understand what you got to protect. And that's what I'll be talking about, about boundaries later on. But again, boundaries, that those things are set. This thing is real. Like we come on here uncensored. What you gonna hear today, this my story to tell, this her story to tell. Mm -hmm. So it's either you're gonna build from it, take what you can get so you can be greater, or you're gonna go and try to run and tell a story. And I'm mm -hmm. hoping everybody on here that you will grab something from here because this is as real as it gets. Like I have not been on a show like this where I can just be free and be myself without all the stipulations in so long. And I'm so excited because I feel like I'm giving you straight Brooklyn vibes. <laughs> That's what I'm uh, maybe, maybe because it's real, like we know each other. This ain't you're not just a guest, we're actually friends, everything. So when you're comfortable with somebody, I think that helps that that even helps. I, I, I agree, and I agree, Roy Pecan. Everybody has their own path and their own journey. That's yeah. why I have to keep giving my story for whoever's listening. Like my nonprofit is called Planting Seeds Community Outreach. I learned that my goal, my job is only to plant a seed. I'm mm -hmm. not there to watch it grow. I'm not there to give it no water. I'm not there to see you in the Hi, next everybody that's I joining. Hi, everybody yes, that's coming in. Yes, I, thank I, you. I think I got my sisters up here. I got plenty of my sisters up here who watching I Exclusive. Malika, I've seen a few other ones. I'm so happy to have you mm -hmm. here. But again, it is so, so real that everybody has their own path. So if they're not ready, it's okay if you're not ready. Just know that somebody's listening. They're they listening say, to the know story. who you are, you know what you have to protect. Yeah, come on now. She were, come on, she quoted five. Come on, throw me up some fire. When you know who you are, then you know what That's you have to protect. That's my girl, Alicia. And I tell you who that last, last. That last, last, thing, okay, last IG, her name Alicia. Okay, last two IG. That's all I'm saying. I wasn't always this person, okay? And I'm talking about even last year, the year before that. I wasn't always this person, okay? I didn't understand that I was worthy of my wages. I didn't know I had a story, but I didn't know how to articulate it. And so with who you talking to now, you know, at 27 years old and Fatima, you know, I'm 27, okay? I'm just saying. Right? Okay. But now who you getting is every bit of me who is confident, who is, uh, I know who I am. I knew I was on this journey, but why do we have to wait this long? You know, me and team was talking about this. You don't understand. We talk all the time. Why do we have to go through so much? But I do understand that I had to go through this to be able to share. But who I am right now, 
I am protecting every bit of it because I understand who I am. I know my identity. I don't need nobody, no man, no nobody to validate it for me. Okay. I'm validating myself because I am worthy and I am enough. And so when you understand and get to that place, and like I said, it I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to put in one little thing. You heard what you said. Now, those that don't know, I said in the beginning, I explained that, you know, that who you are, one of the titles that you also hold is a wife. You heard what you just now said that you are who you are, what you don't need no man or nothing. So you, you know, a lot of people feel they got to be validated by somebody else. If you don't feel like you're somebody, unless somebody else validates you, that's when you are destined to be fucked up. Like, because if that person leave you today or tomorrow, then you're not who you are. That's and why and friends too, Tima. And stand on who they are, regardless if they single, married, separated, divorced, or dating. Nobody should be able to validate you. You are you a powerful person. You successful. You this. You should be that, regardless if it does, it's not dependent on if you're married or you're in a relationship or you're this, like, you know, you should be judged on the person you are standing alone. Like, can you stand on your own and still be at that person? That's it. And no matter and what you got, can't do that. A lot of people no matter what you got, because even friends, it you know, your husband, your friends, your relationships, that should only make you better. Straight he like said, that. Like, just like awesome. I, nothing like a strong woman. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mr. So Mark. Here's the thing. It's a gift and it's a gift and the curse too. When you're a strong woman, it could be very intimidating and it can, but it be, is. it can be very hard to find your true love as well because a lot of men are a lot of men say they want a strong woman, but when they get it, they are intimidated by our strength. But you know what? We got to keep going because hey, hey, at the end of the day, we shouldn't have to lower our standards and who we are. Yeah, I'm not going to dumb myself down just to be in a relationship. To feel comfortable. I need, a, I need you to be, whether you my friend, my homegirl, my husband, I need you to be on my level or we need to match. How we say, we, you need to match my fly. You know, in the words of Fab, you make me better. I make you better. But at the end of the day, you know, you you definitely have to be able to be confident in who you are. But validation is such a piece of identity. Because again, I'm not speaking from somebody right now. Years ago, I needed to be validated because that's what I thought we were supposed to get. So I'm not speaking like, oh, you, if you there out there on Instagram or YouTube, like, oh, if you there, then you got to get out of it. Nah, you got to figure out who you are. Because right. at the end of the day... I was that chick. I was the one who needed to be validated by a dude. I was the one that needed to be validated by my friends to feel like I was somebody. And again, what I told you, I was broken. I had been through so much stuff. I was broken. I look good. Okay. I look good. Always, with the men in the motion, But at the end That's of the day, way. I've been broken so many times until I had to understand that every time I was broken, it was only there to build me up. That everything that happened in my life was not meant to kill me. It was really there to give me a new resource of how I was going to make it to the next level. So this mm -hmm. level right here, this is just the beginning. This mm -hmm. is just the beginning. When you start to identify who you it's are. It's just one chapter of many chapters of many chapters. It's, it's not a game right now because I understand like who I'm, who my target audience. I understand who, who I need to speak to. And again, mm -hmm. if there's one. If there's one, I'm going to speak like I'm speaking to 100 people because I understand right. that my story is just that impactful that you need to know out there that you got this. You need to mm -hmm. know that, you know, it ain't over straight mm -hmm. like that. And you want to ask me how I know because I'm here. 
You don't even know. I can sit here in my office right now and show you seven different books I wrote a piece of anthology in. I have set, it might be nine by now, tell you the truth, but mm -hmm. seven different anthologies that I wrote that each got a piece of my story. Mm -hmm. This ain't no one one and done story. This is this comes from you. And every day we live it's another story to tell. Every day that's it. That's you it. can write a book. You can as long as you're living, you can always have a story to tell. As long as we you know, you know above the ground is uh, you know this, the story is continued. It's always a to be continued. You know. I love what Mr. Mark said, and he said, Mr. Mark Five says, when I'm weak, she holds it down or helps build me back up. I uh, love strong women. Keep it going, sis. You're right. And that's exactly what is what it needs to be. There, there could be a weak moment and I got you. And I mm -hmm. may have my weak grieving moment and you got me. But it ain't never like, oh, you know, either one of us is down or then we're going to turn around and we're going to talk about it or we're going to go tell somebody else. No, that's exactly what it should be. We should always be able to build together and build each other up. One thing Let, what is the other comment? Says is, What's the one? other comment? Um, there's people who don't really want you to grow into who you come on now, Miss Kitty. You ain't never lie. Why are you gonna start me up, Miss Kitty? Why are you gonna so, start so, me up? So 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 you gotta finish reading the comments so people can know what you're responding to. Oh my gosh. Wait, I gotta I gotta go back because let wait, wait. Am I back? Okay, okay, okay. It was one before that. Hold on, Mahisa. We don't. You're paused on Instagram. There we go. Am I good? Now I hear you on Zoom, but you're like paused on Instagram. Okay, there we go. I had to request to join again. Oh, okay. Uh oh. Come on, come okay. on, come on. Send it There's again. No Hold on, guys. Another request. Okay, hold on. Go I'm live. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. It's connecting. All it's right. We thought we lost you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, we have a church right now here. Um, black. <laughs> so. Everybody, um, y'all know I have my many different circles or whatever. This is another one of my circles. Me, Keisha, and Mahisa was just now on the phone this morning. We have these talks and we get on these phones and we literally have to force ourselves to get off the phones or we yes. the, the The talks that we have, we be like, damn, this should have been on live. It's so Thank encouraging. You, it's so supportive. It's very important to have, you got to be very strategic on the people today. that you have around you it's, it's really real i'm just reading i'm just thank saying you. thank you thank you thank i'm you just so happy journey. that she had me on here and i i'm telling you i'm so honored to be able to you know to to be able to be real you know it don't mm -hmm. get no better than me this is the same person you're gonna see in church this is the same person you're gonna see in bbqs when i get to new york <laughs> i'm just saying this is me this Yo, is me what thing about you people that move from um, new york when you, as soon as y'all come back and visit Y'all want to hit a BBQ in a minute. Honey, you can, you can take me to the grill and all of that stuff. You could take me to all the new Prime 39s, all of that stuff. But let me tell you something. I ain't you them BBQ unless I got my Texas size drink right. and my Hennessy wings. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thank but you. But no, I'm, I'm loving, thinking that they loving it. And I wanted to go back to what she said. 
that everybody um, don't want to see you grow. And that's a beautiful thing because you know what that comes with? It comes with you learning how to manage those areas of your life and especially your relationships. But it comes back to identity. I'm going to give it to you real, real quick. I'm going to give it to you real, real quick. It comes back to you understanding who you are. And when you understand who you are, then you know how to manage those relationships because you understand that the level that God is taking you to or whoever's taking you to, whatever you believe in, is the level that everybody is not going to be able to go. So my mm -hmm. advice to you, stop pulling everybody along with you, okay? Manage those emotions when you're sharing with people who respond poorly, okay? The people who steal your vision. You got to recognize that part, that everybody is not for you. Everybody mm -hmm. not, it looks like everybody's for you, but everybody's for you because you're beneficial. What benefits do you give out that you don't get back in return? That's, mm -hmm. I'm going to leave it right there because you now you touch the button talking about everybody. Everybody is not going with you to the next level. What mm -hmm. I said in 2022, we're not playing dentists. We ain't pulling no teeth. Mm -hmm. It's either you with us or you mm -hmm. against us. No disrespect. Right. But for those who you say don't want to see you grow, my peace. Everything is about my peace. They got to go. That's all I'm saying. Right. Right. They got to go. I, you know, you know, you guys have, y'all will talk with me. And I think that's my problem. I, you know, I always be trying to pull everybody with me and I'd be like, but I, you know, I, I kind of, I sometimes do make excuses for people. And I'll be like, I don't think he or she really knows that they are doing that. I don't think I'm, I want to have a conversation with them. I'm a conversation person. But did, I, then I got some friends who be like, okay, you don't think you, you don't think you don't have enough conversations with them, Fatima? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And so now you go to boundaries and you go to managing <laughs> and, and managing your words. Why? Because at this point in my life, after a couple of conversations, you're not coming back to me saying the same thing. Why? Because my words is worth money. And so if I don't told you what you need to do about 42 times, the 43rd time, I'm going to pray for you and I holler at you and I love you from a distance. Because at some point, okay, mm -hmm. at some point, you either enjoying the situation, you don't want to get out the situation, you could be fearful, but if we people, then you came to me to share with me, then you know that every bit that's holding you back, that we can get through it together. But at some point, I got to go ahead and release you. Because again, that's the stress on me. You breaking my peace. I'm not taking that back home with me because you still in it. I've been there before. Mm -hmm. I've been here before. So whatever you're going through, when you come and I'm going to give it to you, I'm going to give it to you the second time. I'm going to give it to you the third time. If I really love you, I got you on the fourth time. But by the <laughs> fifth time, I don't told you the same thing over and over again. Now I got to manage my time because you wasting it. And I got to manage my words because they worth money because that's what people pay for. So if you're going to get it for free and ain't going to do nothing, I got to holler at you later. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, yes. I, 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 I can't, you know, I can't agree more, but sometimes I do be a glutton for punishment. I mean, it's like, yes and no with me. Like, okay. I am the cutoff queen, but I also do give people more chances than they deserve, too, at okay. the same time. If it makes sense, like, I'm known it for, you Fatima will cut you off in a minute, but then I'm also known for, I be, because I just know that we are all human and we all make mistakes, and sometimes you may see something and they won't see it. It may take them a while to get to it. And if they come to me and be like, you know what? It's been plenty of times I had conversations with friends. Lisa, you knew me. Or most of our life, have I always been the way that I am? Yes, you have. Yes, Straight you shooter. I don't have no malice in my heart. But sometimes people don't want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? 
And then they'll take it like, oh, she's being mean or she's being this and that. And I have friends stop talking to me and then start talking back to me once they get it together and be like, you know, I, I was, I, 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 I took it the wrong way or this, that, and the third. There we go back to Mandy. I'm going to go back to that comment to Miss Kitty and to uh, Royal Pecan. But you're right. It's nothing wrong with you loving on people. But what I'm saying is also don't allow other people's stuff to become a part of you. Because though we, we love on people, the next time you feel like you're helping somebody, right, call me afterwards. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so, hold on. So let's share this little story. I know Black is on there. She said we could talk about it. You remember the, the thing that we went to today? So my other problem is I'm always taking on, I love my friends. I love my family. And so when somebody do something to violate them or hurt them, I be like, no, what did you say to them? You didn't curse them. The no, I would have cursed them out. So we had a situation today and somebody um, said something really mean to my sis black. She checked them, but I felt like she didn't check them good enough. They had to tell me, don't do that. Do not. I wanted to go in the inbox and say, listen, motherfucker, who the fuck you think you're talking <laughs> She's, no, she's dead serious because we had this conversation. But at the end Yo, of the day. I don't be playing about my people. You don't. don't be violating. You, she don't play about none of us. And it's real. But we got to be the ones that we bring her down because she don't play about us. Because sometimes what we realizing now is that we ain't entertaining they said I'm none definitely of it. The cutoff queen. <laughs> yes, definitely the cutoff queen. Absolutely. But I mean, that's what it is. So, like, we balance each other. Let me tell you something. When I was coming on the show, right, Tima was like, prior to when we first got together again, she like, oh, well, let me tell you what my show is about first, you know, because I do cuss and I'm like, okay, like, what's up? She was like, yeah. So you'll balance it out, right? So I'm like, since I'm coming on the show regardless, because all it's going to say is we is as real as it gets. But she definitely was about to go ham on this person. And I was like, nah, like, we don't give people our time. Like, we don't give, we don't, we don't, we're not entertaining it. Uh, so hold on, Mahisa. So hold on, Mahisa. I got my other girl, um, Simone, on the line. I'm, I didn't leave it with y'all. So I just wanted one co-signer to say, yeah, go ahead, girl, you can address it. So my other- Simone said it. Simone, I was like, Simone, don't you think I could be able to, because she's going through something right now, and I should be the one, and she's like, no, that's fucked up what he said, but Fatima, don't do it. She said yes. <laughs> so I had to leave it alone, because all of y'all were saying, do not do it, but I was like, who the fuck he think he is? But did, but did y'all hear that? She said she needed one co-signer, so hope that we don't be cut off, because now she realized that all three of us on the same page, so now she don't got no co-signers for her nonsense, okay? I so chill. just know. I chill. I chill. <laughs> but we, you gotta love it, but you gotta love it when you got people that'll go hard for you that we can communicate with each other and be like, you know what, we good, we gonna vent, we have these two, three hour conversations on a Sunday morning with one eye open, ain't even eat breakfast because that's how good it is. You got to mm -hmm. have the right people around you. Mm -hmm. and, and also, you know, just like she was saying, I always say we the ones that start, that's what, that's what team was just saying. We the ones that try to stay connected like Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. We the ones that's trying to stay connected. And that's when it goes to boundaries. When sometimes we fear losing, sometimes we want to help. But also what I learned too was like, they when I want to help others, then I was, I was saying to myself, why do I always want to, why do I always want to save everybody else? 
But you mm-hmm. want everybody else to win. That's my motto. Right. Wise women win because wise women work together. But sometimes right. everybody not ready for it. And what I'm saying is you may need some time. Like I really do say, like, I love you. I'm going to have to pray for you. And I'm literally going to pray for you. But sometimes I got to create a distance. And you may mm-hmm. say I'm acting a little funny. And that mm-hmm. might be what it is to you. But for me, it's about my peace because I can't keep bringing that stuff on into my life of what you're doing. And I can love you from a distance and help you out of it when you're ready. But I can't keep wasting my time and my words when you're not ready. But I'll be there. Like I mm-hmm. said, I didn't cut you off. I ain't the cutoff queen like Tima, mm-hmm. but I'm saying I will love you from a distance. And when you're ready, then you know who to contact. But mm-hmm. again, that's just where it's at. Like it's about my peace right now in my life. It's about like I love you from a distance. It's about protecting. Again, because I understand who I am, that sometimes you may be like, she's standoffish. I understand where I'm at. I understand my purpose. I understand the path that I'm going. I understand the direction I need to go through. So with that comes a lot in order for me to stay on track. And that means protecting my peace and protecting who I am at all costs. They said, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Facts. Thank you, love versus hate. That's all I'm saying. Right, right. This is is real conversation right here. This is the kind of conversation we having today, guys. This is the kind of conversation. And so um, I wanted to touch on one of the stories, a couple of stories, because we talked about molestation and how, you know, that this whole, this is her book again, those who, who haven't, um, who's just joining. She's the author of What Goes On In My Life. I mean, What Goes On In My House Stays In My House. So uh, it was talking about, one, one girl was talking about how she was in an abusive relationship. And um, basically, she was being abused and nobody knew because she was taught what goes on in my house stays in my house. Then there was another guy you want to you want to you want to tell like little things about because we don't want to just think it is just like a woman thing. Like there's this men that shared in this book and this could be relatable to not just um, women, but also men, too. This whole even in the street. Let's talk about that. So you know how they have this term about everything is right. Like if you, you know, if you see something like as a regular civilian, they it's like we have to do so much reprogramming and what ourselves is it's ridiculous. Like we could be civilians and we see a crime take place. You got some folks that know you're supposed to tell, oh, this happened. And you got some yeah. folks that have been brainwashed into thinking. You're never supposed to talk to the police. And if you do, you're a rat. You're this. You're what goes on in our culture. It's not just our house. They're like, what goes on in our culture stays in our culture. What goes on in our block stays on our block. And it's like, we really have to start thinking logically and start retraining our brain because some of these codes, is the way that we think is not correct. As much as we think it is, it's not. You got people that are working every day that are civilian and they see a crime and they report it. There's some people that will call that person a rat or a snitch. I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you one further. Let's take it back to um, back in the days. Like I said, I'm going to take it even further, whether it's right now for people that you may know. But for me, you mentioned, you know, what's going on on the block. How many times did I experience domestic violence right in front of my friends who didn't do a damn thing? Either they were scared to death, 
they didn't know what to do. And what did we come to the point of? Well, ain't no need for me to do nothing because she gonna be back with him. But damn, ain't nobody called for no help. Ain't nobody. All I'm saying is, it's been me on the other side and it's been me on the other side. It's been me the one that's saying like, I don't really know what to do. I don't really know, should I jump in? You know, a couple of times we kind of jumped mm -hmm. him, but then also was me who got- I'm, I'm just jumping in. Real. I'm jumping in. Like, you Hold know- Hold on, pause for a second, pause for a second. Pause, what's up? Pause, Mimi. I, you know, I'm that person. Like, I don't take things personal. Meaning like, I know people go through situations. And if I tell you something about your man and you get wind up getting back on him, I'm cool with that. You good with your man, I'm good with my man. I'm with your man. You, you not good with him, I'm not good with him. If Fact. you if something happens in front of me that's violating, I'm jumping in. We're gonna fuck that nigga up. And even if you get back with that nigga, I don't care. I'm gonna be like, we well, good. I did what I had to do as a friend, but you're not gonna be doing this in front of me and think that I'm gonna mind my business. Some people get mad because the person get back with them. But if you have dealt with any of any type of affairs with the heart, I learned not to take that take it so personal a long time ago. One thing, when somebody is in love, no matter how bad they're being treated, they won't leave until they get the strength to. And all you got to do is be that person that keep on giving them encouragement. Like, you know, you deserve better. Whatever decision you make, I'm going to be here for you. But I just know that you deserve better. Some people really take it personal if they say something and the person get back with them and all that. We can't. You can't take but it. But it's personal. real. But that's exactly what they do. That are in domestic violence situations that have been brainwashed and manipulated for a very long time. And it's not no one, two, two, three easy thing to get away from. It's not. It's not. And that's what people need to know is he that one is not the that day. That facts um, that you ain't lying. He said, he will get jumped. I know. I know some people might say they won't get involved, but I am. So please, it's, do not it's up to, to each. Here we go again, so right? I'm there because I'm getting involved. I'm sorry. To each his own, because again, many of us have been through so much where it's like you got involved and then she stopped speaking to you because then he was pissed. I'm just so gonna then take you got involved. Uh -huh. it's, it's so many different angles. So at the end of the day, you got to do what you need to do to, again, to protect yourself. But I mean, I totally agree. Like for me, like I said, I think about it now when I'm saying like when I was getting, you know, in domestic violence relationships, I remember seeing people right there, you know, right there in front of me and nobody stopping it, you know? And so again, I wasn't angry at nobody because I'm like, you know, who was, what was you going to do? But at the end of the day, it's not easy to get away with. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know mm -hmm. the threats that's happening mm -hmm. where this person may say they're going to kill her. They're going to kill the family. So one, I'm just hoping that nobody in here will ever think that they judge if you've been through some type of domestic violence. Because again, like I said to you, I forgive my abusers because again, they knew not better. They was hurting just like I was hurting to even allow it. But I look at Fatima. I, I got to forgive what I'm supposed to do. What I'm, I'm supposed to live with that. Think that they intend whatever I, I know she said whatever y'all already know how that is that's why we I, can do this, this show. thing i you know to each his own but there's certain things that you know i just don't have no tolerance for and i'm really not forgiving for is when you do anything to kids there's no apology though i don't care you with you something and i got you. men beating on women like i got you but it's you, real. i mean i know men that are smaller than me 
that are stronger than me and got more strength than me. Why do you have to be on a woman? Even if she hitting you, you can restrain her as much as I know that I can fight. So you know I, I'm going to come back. I ain't going to lie. I done popped off on a dude or two before. I've been in two serious relationships. I done, my first one, I hit before my first love and my, and my husband. I done popped off on them. And both times, they easily restrained me. Like, what the fuck is you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't get where dudes could literally ball up fists and fight women like they men. So well, I'm seeing it. When I, I see, see it with that, shit. I just know so you, get, you consciously made a, uh, made a decision that you want to ball up your fist and punch on a woman's face or body. I don't, I, I can't forgive you for that. But and, and, I, and I'm with you. Listen to the mental motivator. No, Never. you ain't got. I'm just saying. I'm just gonna give it to. I'm the mental motivator, and I can only tell you about me. And I'm just saying that forgiveness is not for the other person. I can't walk around with that nonsense because I do understand. I don't believe that a man wakes up and say he wants to beat on a, a woman. I do believe that he's grown up in an, in a hurt environment where that was okay. And, and I, I do it. believe that that's his way of possibly taking control when he can't control other things. And it's no excuse. You're talking to somebody who's been through it for years. Mm -hmm. I ain't going, they ain't, ain't happening now. Like you said, pop they said I'm fucking him up and taking a break from them both. <laughs> so facts. So, you know, play, play with me now, but test me. No, what, we said, what, we said, what we said, um, sis. We um when Nicki Minaj said, "I wish a motherfucker would," and I I, I, I wish a nigga would. I wish you would. Right now, I, I wish you would. Wish back. But, <laughs> but back in the day, you know, it was real, and it's like you know, we had to. I had to look at myself and say, you know, how did I end up in here? Why did I stay? You know, how was I? How did I find myself there? And again. Because not only in like my second version right now, right? My second version to what goes on in my house stays in my house that we're starting this Wednesday. The undertitle is learning how to forgive others and to forgive myself. I had to forgive myself for being in that relationship. How did I get there? How did I let this dude, how did I let this dude do this? How did I go back? How did I, I don't know. I don't have every answer as a, as a therapist, as a mental health coach, as a whatever you want to call me here today, I don't. But what I know was I had to forgive because I know that somebody had to forgive me. I had to forgive for me. It wasn't about like, I mean, to be honest, I don't know. Some some of them are gone and buried and, 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 and one is still alive. But at the end of the day, I had to let that stuff go, walking around with the fact I'm not with them today um, to each his own, whatever their life is. But the, the real part was that forgiveness was for me. Just like boundaries, boundaries are not just for other people. Boundaries are for me. Forgiveness is for me. Everything moving forward is about me so that I'm not carrying around this hurt and pain no more. So learning how to forgive myself so, about how I found myself there. You know what You know what is similar that we Boy, all- you can't say she keeping me. Hey. <laughs> But if you can, she, I mean, Roy Pekin, all these names was, um, yes, Malika, we gotta he, forgive ourselves. You were taking all my phrases, all of my <laughs> <laughs> but, um, one thing what you just now said, I think a lot of women of our caliber suffer from it. We are exterior strong, you know what I mean? And so when we are hurt, or got somebody get up, get, get over on us, or we feel like we was violated. The first thing we do is blame ourselves. I know yeah. I did. I had to forgive myself. I'm like, how do I let this fucking nigga 
do this. You know what I mean? Like I was more hard yep. on myself than him. You know, than him. At times I find myself being more mad. Like, you know what? You should have known better. Like how you, yep. you smarter than him. How the fuck you let this nigga manipulate you? Or how the fuck you let this nigga um, be deceitful to you? You smarter than that. So yep. I, had to keep, I, had to, I had to tell myself, stop beating yourself up, Fatima. You know, yes. it happens to the best of us. It happened. It happens every day. Said, yep, I sure day. Do. Yes, absolutely. For, forgiving, but never forgetting. And that's the thing. So we know like it's hard. We can sit here and say that we can, we can forget it. But like I said, I'm going to go back to, I don't, I'm, I'm just speaking and I'm just going to speak it live. We said we on uncensored. If anybody had a one night stand then you know, it's not forgotten. I'm just saying, okay. So don't, <laughs> don't tell me nothing about, oh, you forgot about dude. Cause when the right song come on, you like, oh snap. Yeah. Remember that. I'm just they saying, said, how did I oh. let him do this to me? Yes. Anybody, <laughs> we all say that, especially, and it's, if you are, especially if you were a certain woman of a certain caliber, you'd be like, how the fuck did I let this happen? But you did because that. of where you was at, Tima, no matter who you are on here. And let me tell you something, we all say that. Malika one, we all say that. How did I let him do this to me? How did I get here? How did I allow myself? And like you said, then we end up being harder on ourselves than we are on anybody else. Why? Because that's how we taught that everything in the end of the day was our fault. But at oh, the let's end get of on the that. Let's get on that. So that's why I go so hard on some of these, when I be having some of these discussions, even, you know, the most recent one about the guy who these, these like they acting like it's a sport now, killing us. All of these, these last three gentlemen that got killed, the baby mother and themselves and the kids and all that. This is why I go so gun hard when I hear some of the responses from some of the dudes. The first thing is they saying is, oh, I wonder what she did. Oh, yeah. the baby mother probably did. That's what like, I heard. I want motherfuckers to start taking accountability for the shit they do and stop always trying to say, it, or look for, it's like the, the slightest little thing, they are looking for a reason to blame the woman. Everybody's looking for a reason. I that most of the men that's in jail are in jail for a woman. I said, are you dumb? First of all, ain't nobody in jail for a woman. We all got decisions to make. If you, even if you in there, you killed somebody over a woman, that ain't the woman's fault. That's your fault. You had a decision to make and that's the decision you chose to make. It's like everything that goes wrong in the world, they want to blame women. A lot of men like to blame women, but to be actual and factual in the reality is, the most, the most crimes, the most everything that's going wrong is done by men, majority. The gangs, the murders, the this, but somehow they want to blame it on us. So I, that's why I get so defensive when they find some reason to say, yo, I had, you know, some of the stuff that I went through and they'll say, well, you, what accountability did you take? I'm like, I did take accountability. They'll be like, oh, well, you let him, it's like, one minute, if a, mom, if a, if a guy cheat, they, they trying to tell us we should leave right away. Then if you don't, I mean, if you do cheat, yeah. if you do cheat and you take them back, you, you know, it's like we damn if we do, we damn if you don't. No, you it's are. Like, you make mistakes. You know, you can't just leave somebody. You can't just leave your husband off of one incident. Then if you, then if you stay and try to work on it, then it's like, well, you should have left the first time. I'm like, well, damn, y'all told me to work on my marriage. Now y'all telling me it's my fault because I didn't leave the first time. It's like, it's never, we not going to address what the fuck he did. We just going to talk about how it was my fault or how I didn't do what I should have done. Well, I we got some 
You're right. We got some great comments in here. And I'm telling you, we go back to emotions, um, making it the battle of the sexes. Uh, we sit around and don't hold the wrong accountable. We don't hold our own accountable. And I'm, it's, we had a couple of other ones that were great, but all leading back to accountability. We all looking for something to blame. We all looking for something or somebody to blame. Yes, there is things that are the root to the issue. But the mm -hmm. fact is, the only thing that I can control is myself. So when mm -hmm. I sat and started to forgive myself for being in that relationship, mm -hmm. the only thing I control is that you won't find me in another one. So at the end of the day, I have to hold myself accountable. And that's what I'm trying to teach teens and, and teach these kids. Because again, all we doing is putting the same behavior onto these babies. We have a whole nother generation that don't want to be accountable for, for them being on social media, for them killing each other. We don't want, we, we don't hold our own accountable and then don't get the wrong mother or father because it's both. It ain't, it's, it's both. We want to blame the man when we jacked up and then the man want to blame us when we jacked up. But at the end of the day, can we blame and put the accountability on each other? Can we say that we came into this thing jacked up? We came mm -hmm. into this thing hurt and now we got to go and get ourselves together before we keep trying Nobody yeah. wants to do that. Why? Because we were taught that there's a root. There's a reason. Absolutely, there's a reason. But who is to blame? Blame yourself. Blame yourself mm -hmm. for some things. Now, some things, is, it's not always our fault, but take accountability of saying, could I have done something differently? If it wasn't, then do your thing. But if there was, that's all accountability is, is looking in the mirror and checking yourself before you go and check somebody else. I that's have, all I, have I, I want to say something. I just was having, I had a long conversation with one of my friends yesterday, right? And I say, you know, automatically we always, we always get on defense. No, most people always get on defense. But that moment when you are taking the shower or using a bathroom, when you're in here by yourself, when you have nothing but you and your thoughts, that is the time to reflect on everything that you may have said or done that day or whatever the situation is. And I said, like, we were talking about a situation. Like, uh, like I said, I always be looking like, you know how it could be a guy, one of your, your friend's boyfriends that may have tried to holler at you. And you may not have, I know I wouldn't, you know, take them up on the offer. But even if you don't take them up on the offer, I would be sitting there thinking, like, what the fuck did I do for him to think that I would do that? Like, I automatically would be like, but what kind of energy did I play a joke with him too much? You know, all that. Yeah. Like, I automatically start having talk for myself. I know that he found that for doing that or even trying to do that, even though I may not took him up on his offer, I still be thinking like, the fuck kind of energy I'm giving that he think that I will even be with that. A and lot so of many people don't, don't even give that. They'll give the opposite. They'll be like, you know, you saying what energy did I give? And they'll be saying, you know, like the total opposite of like, oh, I'm that chick. I'm I'm better than her. Yeah, no, you know no, what I'm I, saying? I, I, so I, you a I, real I, one. I, like I'm that beautiful that my, my my friends boyfriends or husbands can't control. Last two IG say yo we got we got clapping yelling waving towels <laughs> preach. <laughs> but it's real. It's real conversation. You know, it's real conversation of really reflecting. And I'll give you two like reflecting can happen anytime. My biggest thing is brain dumping. So at the end of the night, I call it brain dump. I'm gonna pull out if I got a few minutes and I'm not exhausted. I'm gonna start writing down like, you know, what happened during my day. But then in the journal, I may do it all day. But at the end of the day, reflecting is something we need to do often. You know, I speak about that, Fatima, where I'm like, I'd rather reflect on myself than you tell me, yo, 
you need to yo peace you you looked in the mirror mimi like what's up like what's going on with you mm -hmm. i'd rather start learning how to reflect on myself than for somebody to check me it's okay if you check me because that means you watching and you you, you want me to do better but mm -hmm. we got to start reflecting because I had to connect that in order for me to reflect. That's how I get rid of bad energy. But that's mm -hmm. how I'm able to keep my hand open to receive everything that's mine. So I always like to say that not only do I reflect, when I reflect, I can release it for the day and then I can receive what's next. Mm -hmm. That's why reflecting is so important to me. So like, mm -hmm. you know, looking in the mirror, we know what a mirror does. It's the reflection. It's for you to delight the turn. And you got the ability you know to turn the other way. Choice is yours. I think that a lot of, I think that, I don't know. I know, I don't, I know we women do that. I don't know if men do that. That's just like something. I think we always try to look is we, we always reflect. So how many women in the comment, let's say they got into it with they do or somebody they used to talk to and then it, you know, it stopped working. I mean, y'all not talking anymore. How many of y'all go back in the text and go scroll all the way up to see where, where the, when the, when the change started happening, like you want to be like, Damn. Okay. No, I, I know I do that. Do y'all, do y'all review Texas? Like, okay, maybe this, this, it went wrong here or went wrong there or went wrong there. Y'all don't do that. And that's your accountability too. I, I can't wait to see who do it, but that's you taking accountability, whether it was, you didn't blame nobody. You said, let me go check and see where it went wrong. Let me see if I said something. Let me see if he said something. Let me see if I took it the wrong way. Something like that. That's why one if you know Tima, Tima don't do no 50 million texts. She don't care what time it is, six in the morning. If she felt like calling me, she picking up the phone. She ain't got time for all the texts. But I love that, but everybody not like that. But it's real. It comes back to accountability. It comes back to, let me check myself. Let me check my emotions. That's one thing I'm big on. Let me check my emotions before I go, before I go ham. Like before I really pop off, let me go check. I love that. Let me go back. Let me see. Let, let me check this. Let me back Where did up. I go wrong at? Where did he go wrong at? Because I'm about to pop off. When I get to that feeling, I don't want to pop off without checking myself. And then later on, I'm not the person to be like, oh, I didn't mean. No, because when I pop off is what I meant. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make sure that I read every text. And if I took it that way, it goes back to those boundaries I'm going to talk about in a few minutes. And I have to validate those feelings. That's one thing I can't stand when we're talking about this book. And nobody wants to validate the real feelings that come behind it. Don't tell me that because you've been through this little thing that is little to somebody else, but it's, it's big to you because we don't like validating other people's feelings. So like when I mess up, you know, and let's say if I said, no, I'm going to give them the real example, Tima. Let's say Tima put out a text, an uh, uh, Instagram the other day, right? And so it was about the article. So I came back and I said, blank, blank, blank. I don't, y'all got to look at the article, but this my girl, right? So when I read it, I said, damn, I shouldn't have put her name there because she, I don't want her to think that I was asking her to answer the question. Mm -hmm. And so what, what did that cause? From there, nothing. Let me just say that. It didn't cause nothing because that's my people's because she understand me and I understand her. Mm -hmm. So though she knew I wasn't talking about, like I wasn't asking her to answer the question, she answered the question and then put me in it. And then what would we do? We got on the phone like, yo, mm -hmm. da, da, da. and I was like, yo, team of I was like, no, I know what like, you meant. <laughs> and she's like, nah, like, I was like, yo, I'm sitting here like, I couldn't edit Instagram. So I was like, damn, where I put your name at. I didn't want you to feel like I was asking you to answer. And she was like, nah, like I know you, like I knew what you were saying, but I wanted to answer it for everybody else who was watching. And I'm mm -hmm. like, damn, we mm -hmm. are more like you that I wouldn't have to, cause I just went through this where mm -hmm. I guess I must've said something that intimidated somebody. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm not, I appreciate how you feel. And I, I'm gonna validate your feelings. If that's how you took it 
and you took that from me, then you got to go check and see where you at. Because again, it's some things that I'm going to say that I probably, I, I don't hurt people, but I'm, I'm a straight up person. But if it's coming from me, she got on her nice little red hat and all that and her blazer or whatever. But she come from the same cloth I cut from. So yeah, y'all know what that means. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, I'm a no nonsense kind of girl. I love you to death, but I'm going to keep it 100 with you, even if it mm -hmm. hurts. Why? Because I want you to keep it 100 with me. And when I mm -hmm. all the way together, I need you to pick up this DM and be like, what's up, boo? What, mm -hmm. What's going on? I need you to do that and stop feeling like you bothering it's me or stop feeling like I'm too busy. It's best if you got people around you that can't pull you up when you fucking up. It's, it, you know it's a disservice to yourself if you only got people around you that's going to blow smoke up your ass. I love it. You need we got people around you that's going to hold you accountable and that you're going to hold accountable too. If not, you ain't going to grow. You're not going to grow. I love it. And I know we don't have... I hope y'all come back. I can't wait to be invited back. But I, I definitely, before I left, team, I wanted to go ahead and address what Joy UP can and them talking about with those red flags. Let me tell you something. I do a whole red flag a, a, a lesson with teenagers because those red flags is exactly what we ignore. I don't care if it's a girlfriend, a homegirl, a, a boyfriend. We ignore the red flags, but the issue is accountability. Why? Where was we at in our lives that we ignored those red flags? When we could be real with ourselves, that was the conversation me, Black, and Tima had recently. When we could be real with ourselves, do you understand how much better we will be together? It's okay mm -hmm. to be effed up. We all been effed up, and some days I don't always do it right. right. But I can be real when I don't always do it right. When I kind of went the left, I can be real with it. And that's mm -hmm. what we don't want to do. So when I ignored a red flag and then I got the, okay, then I had to wave the white flag, mm -hmm. okay, I got to go ahead and check, like, what? where was I at? Right? Where, what was I doing? Oh, yeah, I see where I was at. Yeah, I wasn't in the right place. Yeah. You got to understand why you ignored the red flags, whether it was love, whether you was looking for it, whether you was looking for a friend, whether you, whether you, were you were at the time. whether you feel like you ain't have no girlfriends, what, whatever it is or whatever situation it is. I don't care if it got to do with a job. Sometimes we go for these whack jobs and you ain't look at the red flags knowing you're not supposed to be there and you're miserable. I'm not trying to be miserable. So right now in our lives, I'm just going to leave you with this. Go get the book. What goes on in my house stays in my house because we looking at every red flag. If it looks like a duck, quack like a duck, it's a damn duck. I'm Even just if it's burgundy, it don't have to be like blood red. It could be burgundy. <laughs> the flag. You know what? <laughs> it could be whatever flag it's going to be. But if it's a flag, long as you ain't waving the white flag yet because you ain't giving up. That's what we're not about to do. But anything that make your stomach turn, anything that make you go, yeah, I don't really know. Trust your gut. That gut has never failed us. It doesn't always have to be so negative, but I'm just saying, trust hey, who you are. Understand mm -hmm. the process. If it's a flag or some type of warning, that warning sign coming up and you don't feel right in your stomach, trust it. Back it's away. Intuition. Women got good we, intuition. Women intuition. Men intuition. We love you to the guys out there. We love you guys. And we're going to start creating a space for you, hoping that you... Uh, um, come on with us so that we can build this platform together, build this legacy together, because we have to create the safe space for our men just Thank as you. well to be able to have this same conversation, whether we debating, whether we don't agree or not. But we got to break the stigma that we can do this. We got to break the stigma because they don't want to see us win. They don't want to see us win. They don't want to see us win. I'm going to keep saying that they don't want to see us win, but I want to see everybody win. Right. Simple as that. So I'm excited. We got to we gotta get out of the crowd.
we got to get out of the crab and um the crab the um what they crab no, in the um, barrel like crabs in the basket up this everybody is not a competition. we we all in this together we can we win are. together we can all you know pull we can each break other bread up. together we can and get money I'm, together you know what i've always had the mentality i've always had the mentality of I, if I went through something, there's some people have the total opposite. I ain't gonna say nothing, share. I did the same thing. I'm the type of person that I went through something. I don't wanna see you go through what I went through. But there's some people out there that really would like to see, they ain't gonna say nothing because they don't wanna be the only one that went through that. And I'm gonna on a whole, talk, whole, whole different type of time. Like, I'm gonna try to prevent you to go through the stuff that I went through. I think I'm, that makes me more qualified if I can speak on it. You know, like if somebody is, you know, like if you, you know, if you had abortion, like if I had abortion before and you going through or whatever, they'd be like, you can't tell them not to get abortion because you had abortion. No, I'm if I had abortion, I almost died and all that. That's why I'm more and I'm more qualified to tell you, yo, don't get no abortion because this is this, that, and the third. But some people Man. will not help you because they'd be like, I went through it, or they're going to say, how could you tell me when you went through and you did the same thing? No, experience is the most of the best teacher. Somebody that experienced it, went through some shit, that's the most, the most qualified person to speak on. Well, that's why we're telling our stories, and that's why being an expert, I'm not here doing science and doing surgeries. That's why being <laughs> an expert comes from, you know, from, from you having the experience. So you could be an expert. You can call yourself an expert if you've been through something that you can go ahead and you can create three things that can help somebody else get through it. You can create five things that can help another sister, another brother get through it. Then you are an expert to me and you might need to be on this book, but I love it. That's a whole nother conversation, Miss Kitty. That might be her next show that she invite me back because- You saw that comment, this. right? That is a fact. And, and that is facts. And let me tell you something, everything that I speak about, I've been, I've been there. I've been about this. I've been done it or whatever. Condoning stupidity, condoning stupid behavior, condoning behavior and making excuses. That is what, you know, that's that's what it was known for. And again, that's a whole nother show because everybody's not ready for that because people not ready to reflect on why we do condone men's behavior. And we need to get to that point so that we're not condoning our son's behaviors for those who have boys. So, so I'm gonna give a quick story about that too. I don't know if black, if black is on the line, if she's still watching. So this is why I, it's certain people that I talk to every day, several times a day. So black is one of the ones, right? So today's Valentine's Day and um, she has two boys and there's, there's Denim and Dallas. So Denim, had, she, she went and bought some Valentines for the boys to get to their Valentine. You know the story about the time he said, right? So um, Denim, the oldest one, he had one girl that he wanted to give a Valentine's to. But my boy Dallas, the player, he couldn't choose. He got more than one girl that he got a Valentine's for. I think it was either two or three girls that he wanted to give a Valentine's to. So Black bought a Valentine's for all these different girls. And I said, now Black, why would you do that? She said, why? She said, I thought, I said, this is how it starts. Women training their boys that early to think that it's okay to have all these different women, all these different women. You should have said Dallas. Um, so who do you like the most? And then she's like, you know what, sis? I ain't even think about it like that. And I and I, and I want to know. And I, I brought that up to say that 
we do things subconsciously or we be training these kids from young to be a certain way. And then when they get adults, you expect them to know, do different or act different. When you've been telling them from a kid, like, would you let your daughter have said, I want, I got three Valentine's, I got three Valentine's and I want to get, you know, I want to buy all three of the boys, not one. We got to stop these double standards. We got to stop this behavior where it's okay for the boys to do this and okay for the girls to do that. I That's agree. why we got these grown men that think that it's okay to do this and that because they was trained from their mother that, oh, boys will be boys. Like it's so much retraining that we have to do. And we, it's just not easy. It's you got to really be subconscious about it. And it's a lot of retraining that we got to do. And I just, we just got two whole new show titles. One, why we condone men's behavior. And the other one is the retraining of the di of the family dynamic or something like mm -hmm. that. Because when I, when you said that, um, you know, I just thought about, you know, the dynamics now where the tables have turned, you know, where I feel like um, these young boys are being raised in these families where it's okay for these women to take care of these men and these men are not really working and doing what they need to do. And I'm keeping, and I'm not shade to nobody out there because if it don't pertain to you, then don't come, don't, don't do it. This is for whoever that you may know out there, you know what I'm saying, that might be going through that. But at the end of the day, I'm seeing a lot of it. Like I'm seeing a lot of, you know, these women working and these men at home, you know, they taking care of the family. They take, ain't nothing wrong with taking care of the family, but you home and not working. And, and so, like I said, the family dynamics have truly changed where we have taken on the responsibility of the men. And I say to this that the dynamics have changed for so many reasons. And I'm going to leave this for another show. I'm making sure my computer don't go dead. Mm -hmm. But um, it goes back to, again, mental health. It goes back to our men are not there, so we had to pick it up. And I'm going to take you one more before I grow. It goes back to slavery. We had to continue with the family while you was gone and taking care of the family. And so we became now the men. And you got these now young boys thinking it's okay for you to sit around the house while this girl works. And I'm seeing way too much of it. And what I'm seeing is I'm seeing it starting way too young. And that's what's really bothering me is like you don't really understand what you're really doing right now. You know, you don't understand what you creating so again to a, a mother I've, i'm a mother of uh, a boys, three boys. boys and i'm just saying just I, you love on your son and teach him all the great things but let's make sure that we being careful with what we're showing them when they not when, when we not intentionally doing it really seeing, seeing, uh, you know we, you know, we, we doing this and we're doing that for our sons i just went dead on um on, on zoom but i'll be no oh. to my queue, but mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep going um, just be careful with what we're doing with these boys because, again, make sure we're raising them up to be men. Right. And that doesn't mean Raise them to be the men that you want to date and, and marry and stuff That's like that. What I'm That's right. what I'm saying. Let's make sure we raise them up to be men. And, again, that doesn't mean we got to be so hard. That's not what I'm saying. But let's make sure that we're raising them up and taking changing the family dynamics back to what it started with. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, being able, and again, we can hold our own down. Me and team just had that question. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, back in the days when I was dating, I don't got no problem with you paying for it. Please don't think that I can't pay for it. That's all I'm trying to say. I can pay for my own dinner, but I'm not going to say I'm going to slide that card back because you We always can pay for it, but do we want to? <laughs> Yes. I really don't want to hear about you proposing to the men. That's a whole nother. Let me shut up because that's a whole nother show. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to. I don't. 
while we was talking about that um a friend of ours was in the barbershop getting her um son's haircut and this young lady came into the barbershop with flowers and candies and balloons for one of the barbers in there so she took the um he um you know it was a shop which soon as as soon as she left the barbershop every all the guys started clowning her like you know, even the guy that she bought it for. And so our friend that was in there was like, nah, we ain't doing that. Y'all not going to do that or whatever. And he was like, yeah, but you know, you and your friends ain't doing nothing like that. And she said, yeah, we wouldn't. And then we, we were just having a conversation like, what? first of all, we know the man is fair. We know how the barbershop thing is. Like guys are in there being in their natural habitat. They talking about women, they being this, that, and the why would any woman in her right mind with any self-esteem want to come in the barbershop and bring Valentine's flowers and gifts and all that to a do? And it was on the weekend. It wasn't even Valentine's. And we was just like talking about like some of these women emasculate these men, enable these men. And this is why the roles are reversed. And then you got women like us that want men to be real masculine men. They looking at us like, what? You, we got women out here that do this for us. Let's do that for us. And it's like, why would I didn't even know men would want flowers and, and candies and stuff like that? And I was just, we we had a conversation like we like it's girls, it's women like this, like this that's fucking the game up for us. Like, why are you coming to the barbershop giving this man flowers and candies and stuff? So this and, is and, why. And this this where this conversation was warranted at. Like we need to start letting these men be men and stop acting like like don't let them let these roles be reversed. I know some women be like, oh, I'll take a man out and on the first date. I would never. What well, what am I doing that for? What are we proving? I work for a utility company that's majority men, and we have these women in the field meetings and all that. And then you have um women that be in there talking about um i could do exactly what men could do and you know me as, as assertive or aggressive or whatever y'all want to describe me as i'll be sitting there as dainty as i want to be and i'll be like i don't agree i don't know i cannot do exactly what these men is doing they be you be having these women in here arguing and getting mad because the older oh, men be thinking that we weak and they want to um i'm doing this and they come and ask they like they're being gentlemen and y'all mad you should see some type of beatings that we have. I, I could imagine. There we go. And that's the that battle of the sexes. And we fighting against the wrong, we fighting against the wrong people. Because at the end of the day, though I may be able to do it, God didn't design hey, me to Stevie. do it. Mm -hmm. He didn't design me to do it. So again, though I can be and do some things, I don't want to do everything that he does. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to go ahead and, and 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 if you choose to, then that's you. But make sure that it's coming from a genuine place, not because I need to go ahead and prove to the world that I can go ahead and do that. Because I'm, I'm, I'm the type of girl, no, you might as well say I grew up in the Southern because I want to be wined and dined. I'm just saying now I can go ahead and cook a good meal. I can go ahead and bring a flower because I love you, but I'm bringing flowers because you gave me 20. 
I'm bringing flowers because you make me feel like I'm the earth, the sun, the moon, and the stars. So I can give yes. back, but yes. I give yes. back because of what you make me feel like. You make me feel like the queen. You make me feel like everything. So you daggone right, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go. I ain't walking into no barbershop. Now, I might order you something and say, yes. boo, love you. Can't wait till you get home. Absolutely, yes. I will. But that's not because i'm desperate that's not because i need validation that's mm -hmm. not because i need you to love me that's not because i need you to understand no that's because it was reciprocal that's because i've gotten tenfold from you and you proved who you are that you can create stability that you can love me that you can be on my level that you match my fly that we on the right. same path and all of the above and if not please please don't look hey, one at world. the kid it's not a game. It's, 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 we we got to have these, you know, we do, but we have, we have these talks amongst us women too. It's like a lot of women is messing up the game. Is this really literally not letting? That's a, that's the third show. So I guess y'all, she going to have me back three times. Huh? She going to have me back three times. That's the third show now. So listen, I think y'all did it. I think this audience did it. Y'all, she going to have me back at least three more times because I don't wrote the titles down and everything. Right. You, it's an open invitation. It's, it's, it's we as women, you know, we complaining about it's not um these men don't know how to be men no more. But a lot of us ain't letting them be men. I, <laughs> Bro, you can't that. say I, we need I, more I, than three. When women, when women is around. I won't carry a bag. I, I know that I can, I can carry it. When I be like, oh, you can get the bags. Oh, you can pump the gas. If they ain't, if they ain't thinking about offering it, I'm going to do it. Like some of these women is be like, I got it. I got it. Why do you got it when you got this strong man that should be getting it? Like, But I have people come to my house, Tima, and didn't understand. For instance, I'm going to give you one. I, I, I had people come to my house and didn't understand and thought I was like all dainty, right? Because... Like the trash needs to be taken out. And I was like, oh, I don't touch the trash. Hello? Absolutely. Because my husband said, you don't touch the trash. And then he taught our boys that when I roll up in the car with groceries, I make the phone call. You come outside. I don't carry a bag. I'll put the food away, but I don't carry a bag. Yep. And I, I thank him for that because my boys have learned that. They have learned that. Now, we haven't learned to, to open up the door and stuff like that. That's a whole nother level. But I'm just saying, I see people who still do it and I love it. But I do love the little stuff that I started with my own family, that I started to break the curse and a generational curse in my own home, where no, I do not touch trash. I don't care if Me I'm... Neither. I, I mean, must want to be I'm single, but when I was in Well, you think absolutely. That absolutely. was one of his... That was the main... I job. did too. I did too when I, when I was single. Because I'll be but like, yo, he... Need to take this damn garbage out. Like I just do not feel like any woman should be taking out the garbage if it's it could a man be simple here, to right? somebody else. But to me, that's just where that. And again, to each its own. If you have to take the trash out, don't right. get me wrong. Like don't get me wrong. If he's not home and I'm cooking and I gotta take the trash out, right, but I'm right. just saying it's those little things that we gotta take back. And you gotta understand your worth. Like it's not just about the trash. I just want you to understand your worth. That I don't want to do the things that he was designed to do. His shoulders is broader than mine because he's supposed to carry more than mine. Then why are we carrying all the weight? Right. We got to change the game Please, back. We got to teach our girls. We got to teach them. Like, you are worthy. You are enough. Some things we just don't have to change. It's broken. 
You know how they say, don't you ain't got to fix it. If it's, it's broken, we have to fix it. We have to fix it and take them back. We got to start teaching these young mothers how to raise these boys. And again, it's not about crying. It's about respecting a woman. It's about loving a woman. It's about you only need one woman unless you are uh, uh, one of them clans or something. It's about understanding a woman's worth. I don't care what ethnicity you are, but understanding who she is, who she is to Mother Earth, who she bears the children, what she can do and the power she holds. And until yeah. you got that, and I don't care where you at in your life, I need you to understand that you are worthy. Okay, stop settling for less. Stop putting yourself, and I'm only talking because I've been there. So that if you keep hearing me say something, I've been there. No longer am I putting myself on a clearance rack. I am priceless. Why did it take me so long to understand that? Because I've been through some things that I had to learn it. But I will make sure, let me say it one more time. I will make damn sure that every girl that comes in my circle will understand that she is enough and you do not have to. You do not have to settle because of what mama settled for. You do not right. have to settle because you've seen grandma and grandpa stay together right. for 50 years. You do mm -hmm. not have to. This doesn't mean that you go pick and choose anytime you want to, but when you understand your worth, you will understand just the weight a little bit. And that's how I feel that if only with certain situations and relationships had somebody built into me, things would be a lot different. But I thank God for every opportunity that he gave me because I'm here to talk to you. But all I'm saying is time for us to change the game. So I'll be up here talking until until the, 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 the year, the next year. That's just how passionate I am about yeah, all of this leading back to mental health, leading back to us holding on to secrets, us bringing on generational curses, us having strongholds that we can't break, that we bring on to our children. I'm changing the game. And again, you can go grab the books and you'll understand why I'm done with all of the other stuff. It's time to change the game. Go grab the book. Feel no free to more call excuses. me. I cannot wait to come no and meet y'all. I gotta probably do a little for part two. We gotta do a book tour in Brooklyn. Mm hmm In Brooklyn or New York, all five boroughs. <laughs> Facts. We can do that. We yes. speaking it. It can happen. Yes. 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 I love it. Love it. I thank y'all for having we me. We appreciate though. all of y'all in the comment section and um all the um people that's on Facebook and on Instagram. Yeah. Um enjoying who's saying that they enjoying the topic or whatever i told y'all that it was going to be a good one and um we we just touched the surface right now i promise Man. you it's so much stuff that we wanted to talk about so much stuff that we have already talked about behind the scenes we like here yeah, we gotta talk about that on air we gotta talk about that we gotta talk about that so it's yep. like we don't want to bombard y'all with everything but you know look at that face she's gonna be a regular you know how we got our regulars that's the, always in the comment section. And yes. you know, we got our regulars that come on the show too. Well, she's going to be a regular too because, you know, this is real talk. We need we need to have some real conversations. And that's what we do here. We have um, uncut, uncensored conversations that we need to be having within our culture, within with, with, with women and with men. Like we yeah. as women need to talk amongst each other. Men need to talk amongst each other, and then we not need to um speak collectively because it, it, a lot of change has to go on. Like it's it's terrible out here. It's terrible. It's really really bad. It is. And we got to do something different, and I feel like the first thing is communicating effectively. If you can't communicate effectively, you can't heal. What's not revealed? All of this. What goes on in my house? If you going through something. 
if you don't want to tell everybody, find somebody that you trust that you can yeah. talk to. All of that, keeping it inside, all that do is pressure bust pipes. When you don't talk about your stress, this is, uh, let's, 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 talk, uh, let's touch upon these, these, these last three young men that just now murdered the women and the kids and all that. Mm -hmm. that's, that's pressure. You, you know, we need to know how, we need to start encouraging people to process their emotions more better than this because people are dying. People are getting hurt and all that. And people are hurting their stuff. So all of that, um, I don't want to tell this one because I know they're going to tell my business and I don't tell this one and I just keep it inside. That's not healthy. That's not working. That's not, that's not beneficial to us. It has been proven that it's not. All you do is stress yourself out. You mess around, have heart attacks, strokes, mess around, kill yourself. Whatever you're going through, if you don't want to be as verbal and transparent as she and I are being, at least find one person that I you agree. can find and, and talk to. But all, all that keeping it suppressed, that is not healthy. That is not a healthy way of processing things. I agree. Thank y'all. I see we got a book tour in Philly. We're going to get with you, Mr. Mark Five and mm -hmm. Royal Pecan. I can't wait to meet you and so many of you guys. I do believe God puts people at the right time, at the right place, the right season for all kind of reasons. And so I'm thankful for you being on here, staying on here with us this long. I, I just hope that we've impacted and empowered you. Um, let's let's move. Let's go from good to great. And that's all I'm going to say. Let's go from good to great. And in between, some things is going to happen. This is what happened in between you going to great. This is how you get to great by being on here, staying on here, listening and taking what you've got and now utilizing it for the future. So can't wait to see y'all. Yes, yes, yes. Is there anybody that would like to join the live or is there anybody that have any comments that they want to say? But if they want to join the live, we got a little, we got a couple of more minutes, a few more minutes. If anybody want to join the live and have a personal conversation, out loud with um our guests and me kitty um royal anybody want to join the live and have a um you know you don't have to type the comments bless you ladies and everyone that tunes in thank, thank you. you yes 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 thank i'm you. glad that y'all i told you we was gonna have um therapy church <laughs> whatever you want to call it okay we got somebody that want to join Uh, you know, it's always an issue. Okay, wait a minute. Kitty, is it joining? Okay, wait. Yeah. Okay. Look at her. She, she. You, that's your sexy stand. <laughs> <laughs> All the way, just like in tune. <laughs> says i'm doing multiple things getting the kids ready for bed i have y'all in my pocket <laughs> Lady. Okay. i love it yes yes so did you enjoy the show kitty i did i really enjoyed the show ladies i really appreciate it Thank i you. have to i just sent a follow to uh mimi mm -hmm. 
Yes, it's Mimi, just, just Mimi. Her name is Mahisa, but on the, it's, what is it, just Mimi? Just Mimi, 1979. Uh -huh. Um, I am going to inbox you because I am so, I, I feel like this is God right now, being on this live right now. Mm -hmm. Because you just wrote a book, right? You see the title of your book. I just did a post a couple of hours ago referring to what you just said. Like, okay. Like dead ass. Mm -hmm. You understand? And I said to myself, I was like, yo, this song, I, I, I was trying to categorize it in my mind as we're talking, and I'm saying, yo, I, I, I don't know if this is like a thing that we do, that we have to always label everything, you know? We always got to find the origin of things and stuff. And I'm sitting here saying to myself, I was like, you know, is this a southern thing? Is this, like, I don't, I don't know where this type of mindset comes from. You understand? And then how do people feel that after dealing with this type of trauma that you can literally get back on course mm. that you can that you can be uh, fluent with your mind when you can it's traumatizing it's traumatizing you know it's definitely it's, it is it, it I'm, is you've had, I'm sure you've had like just just random nightmares just out of nowhere absolutely and you know right. what I can't see? see? the hearts. I see the hearts. Yes, yes. I don't know where. He's like, where the fuck did I come from? Mm. I'm sure you've had um, just moments where it's just, it, it, like, memories just come to you. And you're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And then if you literally focus on those memories, other memories start to unravel. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay, Kitty. It's okay because what you feeling is very real. Even now, I still get triggers. And that's what they are. They are triggers. Anything can trigger. It's never too late. And I'll give you a very vulnerable situation. I had a student um, that I knew whose father um, had passed away. He was killed. I went to support the student, right? So I went to the student's house to just be there for the visual, for the candlelight ceremony that was outside. Didn't know that all of these years later, and I'm talking about years, I'm not talking about five, 10 years, I'm talking about years later. Didn't know what was going on with me. This just happened a few months ago. And so I left the, um, the area after I was done and supporting the family and supporting the student that I knew and so I get back home, right? So I get back home, I'm fine. The next morning, I drive to work and I can't get out the car. And so I get, I'm trying to get out the car. I can't get out the car. Next, you know, I'm hysterical crying, right? I don't know what's going on. This was only two months ago and I'm hysterical crying. And so I'm like, what is wrong with me, right? So I get a phone call saying, we got coverage for you. You know, you can take your time. I don't even know where that, I can say that's God because I never get those phone calls like that. That's like, oh, we got coverage for you. So I'm like, but I'm in the car hysterical. So I call my best friend because I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm crying. I don't know. I got to get it together. I got to get it together. And she said, oh, 
Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. And I said, what do, what do you want to talk about? She said, last night. And she said, you texted me and said you got home. So I went to sleep because I didn't want to bother you last night because I knew we would speak today. I said, well, what are you talking about? And I'm crying. And she goes, last night when you was at the candlelight ceremony, I didn't know if you was talking about Vinny or you was talking about Kilo, but you never talked about the person that was had passed away. The whole point I say this for is the candlelight ceremony took me back until my first baby father who got killed in 95. Mm -hmm. This many years later took me back at the candlelight ceremony because I remember when we was young and how when somebody passed away, we got together, we had the candles, we was all together. We, let's keep it real. We knew what was happening. We was going to drink. Somebody was going to roll a blunt. But me, I'm there in, in an adult form thinking that I'm done and thinking that I've gotten through this and I had a trigger. And so all day, because I got it all together, because I'm, I'm being very vulnerable now, I got it all together. So I'm going to drink a Pepsi. Now, I love working out, so I don't drink no Pepsi. So people like, what's wrong with you drinking a Pepsi? I'm trying to get this off of me, right? Like something better get off of me. I don't know what's wrong with me. This funk was on me. I mm -hmm. went and had a piece of uh, hip-hop chicken. That's like going to the New York Fried Chicken in Brooklyn. Okay, I'm like eating anything that made no sense for my life, but I wanted to get this off of me. And I say all of this to say, every day is a working day of healing. I didn't even know that I can be triggered, and I study psychology. I didn't realize my triggers can be so far back, but then how did I not know that if people still get triggered from World War One, right. World War II, and all this mm -hmm. other stuff? I thought because they were in war, never thinking that me being traumatized by a murder, by two murders that were so close to me, would still hit me in this very age. But what it also opened up the door was say, I never really grieved. I never really dealt with it. Why? Because of what goes on in my house stays in my house. All I did was suppress it and move on to raise my kids. I cried secretly and that was it. And so those nightmares that come, they're there. Mahisa, do you think that you didn't deal with it? I think that you have, or you are still dealing with it. I just think with every, with all traumas, there's always going to be a trigger. Like, no matter how you- The triggers don't go. They don't go away. Right. That's what I think. I, they don't. I, that's why I don't think that anybody is ever completely healed. And you could be, you know, you could be in the process of healing, or you, you at a good stage of your healing, but at any given moment, anything could be a trigger, you know? So that's we are I, always in a process of healing, no matter where the trauma right. has done. There is no complete healing. I'm going to be honest. Your only complete healing is when you home with whoever you serve and with me will be my Lord, but, but you're always that. in a process of healing. You so learn how to, how to cope with it. Hold on. I had that debate one time on my live about, you know, one of the person, one of the guys in my life was saying that he suggests that women that was hurt or whatever that they get um healing, they heal first before they start dating somebody else. And I was like, when you've been hurt, there's really, and you have dealt with some kind of trauma. There's really, you never really help. You you, you can get to a it. good space, and at, at any given moment, something could trigger it, and you right back there. So. I don't know. I know you might need some time, but to say until somebody's healed, no, but I literally said that nobody is completely healed unless you're fucking dead. My, therapist, my therapist said that it becomes part of your DNA. It is. It is. Um, she's also suggested that the one
one thing that can suppress it into like a sunken place is a, a, a good amount of happiness. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to balance a balance. Out. I was a balance. Yes. And so, she's, and she's she, right. And she said also to kind of um, combat it or whatever with that scale, try not to have it at an equal balance. Try to have happiness here. Her yeah. here versus here because a lot of times when these triggers things start to happen you need something to counter it right like medicate like medication you can kind of, absolutely people people kind of kind of um lean more on the medication side but sometimes they i feel like they don't understand that you have the clinically ill. That's correct. You know, mm-hmm. The mentally. Mentally ill, where it can be functional. It's like functional, like a functional mm-hmm. crackhead, you know? Exactly. So everybody doesn't need to be on medication, but I guess sometimes it can be so so hard for some people i don't know it i guess it's also a combination of how they are raised if they know a a good amount of survival skills or have been under a lot of pressure in their life sometimes they can combat it better it's very true kitty it's very true because what happens is people go for medication when it starts to affect your daily activities and that's when people go on medication because your whatever mental issues you're going through is starting to affect every part of your life. That's when it becomes not controllable anymore. That's when it becomes a part that unless you are going in a rehabilitation center where you are away from people, that's when you can fully go straight therapy. But that's like you said, it can go both ways. It really all depends on your support system. It depends on your morals your background, how you grew up, and how hard are you willing to fight through this? So like you said, it can be both ways. You can have therapy and medication. You can just do medication, but it's for so many reasons because medication sometimes is needed because of the neurotransmitters. What we don't realize is the cortisone and the stress and all of this, it blocks a lot of stuff. And then we got dopamine. I can go deep into that whole area. But medication is sometimes needed for other reasons that really is beyond the mental um, the mental instability because the mental instability is causing an imbalance in the brain. And so it all depends on how traumatic it is, how much it's affecting your everyday living on which route to go. Because there's so many different routes to go even besides regular therapy and medication. Those are the only two that we get introduced to. Um, but there's so much more and it takes for you to research it and know yourself. But again, when it starts to affect, that's why they have these commercials and I mean no harm towards anybody out there, the commercials of you smiling one day and your child right there talking to you and you like all sad and they like, what's wrong, mommy? Why are you depressed? When it starts to affect everything around you, then you might need to go a different pathway. 
So it's up to you to really find different pathways. But if you feel in a certain way every single day, then it's kind of hard for you to cope with things. That means your regular therapy or somebody's regular therapy may not be working. So you may need something else to go ahead and balance the brain, to go ahead and release the dopamine, to go ahead and lower the cortisol, the cortisol you know, of what we release in the stress level. So it's so much deeper. It's up to you really having a good person that you can trust, a good doctor that can really take you through it. And don't be afraid to, not saying you, whoever's out there listening, to, to change up things. If this don't work, go for something else. If you don't feel good, make sure you advocate. It goes back to advocating for yourself, being able to talk to these medical people and not telling them what they're going to do with your body. Mm -hmm. And one thing I want to um, say that you, you, which, which you taught me, um, you see how you were just having a moment, Kitty, and she was like, it's okay, go ahead, go ahead. So, you know, don't, don't, do speak it to Mahisa a lot. It's one thing that, you know, you shared uh, about crying and I never wow. looked at it like that. And, and I've been, now I've been very conscious of that. You know, Mahisa was talking about how we have all been, you know, the first thing when somebody cry, the first thing what we do is get them some tissue and, you know, be like, it's all right, here goes some tissue, whatever. And she was like, you know, that's like one of the, she said she don't do that. She don't like to give people tissue because when you giving people tissue, you telling them to stop crying. Like, okay, wipe your tears or whatever. And she said, and some, and you know, crying rinses the soul. Like you need to get that out. And we need to get in the habit of those people that's out there that's listening now and may listen later. You know, we do that just subconsciously. As soon as we see somebody crying, yeah. it's all right. It's all right. Here goes some tissue. No, you got to let, people express their emotion. If they want to cry, let them cry. If they want the tears to roll down their eyes, let it roll down their eyes. Because it's making you uncomfortable, you want yeah, them to yeah. stop. It, it, makes, it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. You get that they're just um, basically forcing you to deflect. They force right. you mm -hmm. to use their yeah, I'm uncomfortable with you crying because you're sad and you're going to make me sad and I don't want to go there. So here goes the tissue. And in all actuality, they probably don't have, um, they don't have, they don't know how to express They their don't. Emotions. They don't, Kitty. And it goes back to I, everything I, I talk about and I'm not being fine. I know you're going to hear me say it if you watch me again. It goes back to the slave mentality. Oh, we yeah, could not cry as our daughters was raped. We could not cry as you do. It's, look at the story. But has anybody ever read Beloved? Like we could not cry. Beloved is one of those stories that is so crucial, but it's such a real story. You throwing your kids off a boat because you don't want them to go on slavery. But the reality is you, you watch your daughter be raped and your husband be beat. And I can't cry because I got to go pick the cotton or I got to go and, and cook. And if or, I show emotion, I'm going to get beat. As a man, you sit there and you had to watch master rape your, your wife. And that's what we, and so we bring this on to our families. They've been through these things and, and, and if you go through it, their thing is, well, we've been through that. If that's our, listen, we all been through it. You'll get, you'll get over You'll it. be all right. Everything so, will be okay. So this is why I'm so big on this. Like, I think that people should be able to express they hurt, as long as it's not being harmful to anybody else the way they want. I am so, I, I'm, I'm so big on 
you know, when you, when somebody is hurt and you are the one that hurt them, you can't dictate to them on how they should be able on to how stop. they should feel. You know how some people be like, oh, yeah, I know I did this, but you dragging it. You gonna keep talking about it or you gonna do this. No, you cannot hurt somebody and then dictate to them on how far or how much they can, how they can express it. As long as, you know, it's not harmful, but they want to talk about it, they want to cry, they want to dance. You cannot dictate to them on how they should feel about being hurt. And even but how many times do we do it to the kids, Seema? How many times do, do, not saying us, but how many times have you seen it done to the kids or done to you or passed down to families where you're going to spank the kid and then you're going to tell the kid, what the, what the hell are you crying for? You're going to tell the kid, shut up and stop crying. Like, you just beat me, and then you're going to tell me to be quiet. But that's the mentality of yeah, first thing we go for enough. is first thing we go for is violence because the only thing we know is to be beat because mm -hmm. that's a matter of control. That's mm -hmm. a matter of respect because that's what they taught us. So we brought it right back to our family. So when we're looking at the murder rate, everything is right it in place. Sense. Nobody got to come kill us. We killing ourselves because we so damn angry because we still in a slave mentality mm -hmm. that if I can't get ahead of you, then I'm going to take you out. Simple as that. We go back into a whole nother conversation. Oh Lord, I know I'm gonna have to get, I'm, I know I gotta get out of here soon, but we can go back into the back in the days with the light skin, dark skin thing. You know how that was a big thing, you know, or how that was a big thing on a slavery plantation. But the reality is we've been in such this competition with each other because that and is the mentality. These, 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 I don't want to say the C word, but these clear, these clear folks. Yeah, and yeah. so now it's time for us that we have to change it. Now, it all comes from them. Let's try normalizing the fact that it exists. Let's try normalizing the fact that we can talk about it. Let's try normalizing that during Black History Month, you'll get more likes about your outfit than you will if you put something up about Black History because we're so uncomfortable with looking at our, few, our, our past. We're so uncomfortable with talking about it because it brings up these emotions, but it brings up reality. If we got, this is real. And until we start talking about it, I'm not going to stop talking about it because mm -hmm. I understand that I was still living in my own slave mentality, bringing this stuff onto my children. And I said, no more, no more am I holding this down. Ain't, master ain't, and I said it before, master ain't about to beat me. You ain't about to beat me. So let me just come out of that whole mentality that I'm going to say what I need to say when I know that somebody is listening, going to be empowered, that I'm going to do what I need to do because I need to do it for me. Master empowered. ain't coming behind me to whip me. He ain't about to not. So why am I still living mm -hmm. like that? Why am I not creating a space for my children to say what they feel? Why am I not creating a space for my people and validating your feelings when you get hurt? Why am I passing you tissue telling you I'm uncomfortable? I'm not uncomfortable. Only way you're going to get tissue from me is if you ask me. Right. A lot of people are master now. Yeah. Our own, that look just like us. Our own people. Just like us. Mm -hmm. So now I got to be quiet because my own people is coming for me. Nobody want to talk about that. You want to want to talk about that, but that's why we create things like this where mm -hmm. we all on the same level. Ain't no, we all experts because we all been through something that we can share a story that can help somebody get out of it if they was ready to get out of it. You don't mm -hmm. need all of those like me or whoever out there, all of us on here, you got degrees, kudos to us with degrees. But as many of people that can share a story and get that bag by impacting others even without that degree. I got that degree because I'm choosing to go for being a black psychologist. That is what I choose to be so that I can know how to change the game, but I can't change the game in my community without being in the game. Right.
So one thing I want to say is from this conversation, we can just make little small steps and be more conscious of what we're doing. Even it start with, like we just gave an example, when you beat your kids, don't, if you choose to, if you're one of those people that discipline your kids, don't tell them to be quiet afterwards. If you hurt them, you, 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 are, you are training them to be emotionless or when they get hurt, to act like they not hurt. And these, these, these young, impressionable kids grow up to be adults with that same mentality. If you pitch me I, and hurt, it's, it's gonna hurt. Let, it's all right to say, ouch. We gotta, we gotta start. Some of us, I'm sorry, some of us are so set in our ways that we ain't gonna change. But Absolutely. we gotta work on our youth, our the generation under us, because these are the ones that gotta take care of us. These are the ones, these are our future scientists, our future everything. Like, if you don't wanna make the world better for anybody, make it better for them. Like, I just, I'm, I agree. I'm caring too much, but I'm never gonna stop caring too much because I see the bigger picture. It's not even about me or you. It's about who's, it's about, you know, the younger generation, the generation that ain't even get here yet. We gotta start doing better. We just, and we are. I know when my dad used to discipline me, you know, um, it was always like a conversation afterwards. It was always, ex you know, explaining what I did and why he had to do this and why the, the necessary need to do it to uh, discipline me so mm. that I don't do this to someone else in, in, mm. as I'm growing up. You understand? I agree. Right. You know, and I, think, I, mean, I think we I think we don't know that anymore. What's wrong and what's right. We I, I think we're not even taught that. See, like you said, we beating kids and stuff like that. And then what tell them go to their room or what you crying about, right? There's no there's no conversation really after that. Mm -hmm. You know? It's yeah. it's really not. It's, it's, it's a cycle because the question is with my oldest one, that was how I, that's what I knew. I knew that in order for you to take back control and let him know that you, this is what you needed to do, that he had to be spanked. Like when I hear somebody say that now, it makes me cringe because I really don't believe that. And that's my, I'm just saying, yeah, I know we can say somebody can use a good tail whooping, but I'm just saying when it comes to children who are, have minds that are so vulnerable and so jacked up, a beating, did you understand... I don't even want to take y'all there because I know I got to eat and I got to go. But let me just tell you something that with my oldest son, I spanked him. But after a while, the spankings did nothing because that was the way that he believed that. So you want to wonder why men go beat women or why women go beat men because it goes opposite ways. But if you understand that a beating was a sick, a signification of love, you can believe it if you want to, if you don't want to, but it's real. And so with him, that's how it was done. And he'll get on here. I can't wait till he come on to the podcast. Um, but I'm, he, he will tell you our life growing up. Remember, I gave birth at 13. I ain't never stopped school. Ain't ne That was our life. But when the sex one came, I did things a little bit different. And now with this youngest one, though I may crack a joke and be like, yeah, he gonna put me in jail because that youngest one is a whole nother story. You know, you get older, you ain't got the same patience. That's a whole nother story. But I'm just saying, you know what I'm, but this, this last one, you know, can be raised in the, in the, in the, in the, 
in an area that I understand life, that I understand why he do things because I'm not going to say, um, don't, don't do what I do, do what I say. It's things that I brought to that youngest, that oldest one that I'm not bringing to Noah. Noah can learn a different way. So people may not like it, but I'm going to keep it real. Noah's the kid that I'm going to put, you go, go sit down for a minute. You go sit down and you think about what you did and we're going to have a conversation. Noah's the type of kid that I can give him the face like this mm-hmm. and Noah crying. So he's that kind of kid because then I also under, started to learn who I was and that all I wanted was power. Why was I grabbing? Why was I beating on my kid to get my power back? But no, that's what I was taught. And guess what? I'm going to give you one more before I leave. I was never beat. So where did I learn it from? Society told you. I'm not joking. I got popped with a comb because I didn't want to get my comb, my hair done. But I can't sit here and tell you. I never got a beating. You know why? Because we, I, I've had this debate with people on social media all the time. I don't think that kids should be beat. And you hear people in there, oh, spare the bar, spare the kids. These yep. kids got to be beat. I was, my mother had four kids and I was the one that got beat the least. And I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm the one that's that not. turned out or been, that, that's on a better path than all of them. I see my brothers and sisters fake crying, that they got so immune to getting beat that they, it didn't hurt them and it didn't phase them and they would just fake cry for her to stop. Now, on the other hand, my mother would call me and, and call the house and say, y'all getting the beating by the time when I get home. Soon as she hung up the phone, I'd be crying. I never like to get beat. So I, that's why I, I know that beating doesn't work. It doesn't. I see people that got beat. It, it doesn't. They angry. They angry. Like I said, I'm grateful that I was able to turn the tables even with my oldest son as I started to understand and say, you know, like, I'm sorry, but that's all I knew. Like, I didn't know when you acting up. I didn't know you was acting up because you didn't have a father. I didn't know you was acting up because you was trying to get my attention. I didn't know you was acting up because all you wanted me, you wanted me to be there. But because I made some bad decisions, I had to work all the time. I didn't know you was just trying to get my attention. I didn't know these things, but now I know, and I want to teach that to other people. When your kid is acting up, come on, let's figure out why they acting up. It's so 90% of the time it's to get your attention. And Mm -hmm. after a while with the beatings, they don't care if it's good or bad attention. They just want your attention. So the beating, they'll take the beating if it's going to stop you in your tracks. And it looks like you love them a little bit. And you as a teacher, you should know that. She's a teacher in junior high school. You know that there's, there's students that literally just do stuff to get attention. It's just, just do stuff to get attention. And you people, and they're going to do stuff sometimes just to maybe get even to my room. Because you know what? I create a safe space that they can be themselves. I don't want them getting in trouble to, to be in my room. So my goal is that I got to impact them before. I got to keep you out. Of, of, of the resource room. I've got to keep you out of there. So that means I got to get to you before. And that's what we have to do. Roy UP can say communicate. It really is a lot about communicating. I'm not saying every family is perfect. You communicate how you need to, but let me tell you something. When you open up- Hold on, say You got to put that word out there because some people feel like they're communicating, but it's not effective. It's not effective because what is your com- what is your definite? Go get this book. Um, Please forgive me if I don't have it, but I'll send it to Fatima for those. I'll put it in this chat underneath the live um it's like the five it's called the five love languages and it might i think it's the five love languages for kids now it's for adults it's for um it's for kids this book if you look on amazon you'll see all of it 
And I'm only giving you an example for a parent that's out there listening, because you need to see what your communication is with your child. Some of us are communicating that I love you because I work 42 hours and I'm going to buy you everything. Yeah. And you wonder why he can care less or she can care less about yeah. anything. What is your real communication? How are you showing that you love this kid? And how does your kid want to be shown that they are loved? Like my love language is service. That's one of mine in communication. I like to talk because I like to get my feelings out, but then I also service. I like for you to do things for me. Go get my car washed. Go get an oil change, extra stuff. I like that stuff. That's my love language. Yes, I like uh, gifts and material, but that wasn't as high as service. That means I really like for you when you do things for me, that makes my day. But communication, yes. How are you communicating? Because that beating could be the communication of love. And so you thinking, why does Johnny keep acting up? Why does Sarah keep acting like a fool? That's because they know that you're communicating your love through your hands on them. Communication is a whole nother world. It's like a lot of social media. You know how they say any attention is better than no attention at all. Some people, Absolutely. they don't think it comes good or bad. And that's, and that's that, that, that we've been taught that in the, as a kid. Some kids really act that they want love, they want some attention, and you may not be giving it to them in the in the nurturing, healthy way. So they'll do something so you could just beat them. At least you give showing them some attention. I've been there. I, I told you today was uncensored and vulnerable. I've been there with my oldest son, Kitty. I've been there with my oldest son. So I understand the damage that I caused. And I'm gonna leave. Oh gosh, I keep saying I'm gonna leave you. I got to go meet my husband for dinner. I, I got five minutes for yeah, me. I love y'all, but I'm gonna say anyway. Thank but you. I say this. I also I leave you with this. Um I'm gonna replay my summit um on at the end of the month and I share the story about the fact that only this is 2022, two years ago, I had to apologize. Y'all not ready for this one. I had to apologize to my son for getting married. So, so you might be you, so I you might be saying what does that mean? The next time when you were the kind of something about that because do you feel that he ran to a situation because he was running away from something in his home? He was running away from you, or how about no? How about I I I'm I'm with my husband. I had to apologize because in my brain I was getting married that finally my son could have a life that he didn't oh, have to help me. You want to touch on that because that's that's a whole nother thing, but she can say that briefly. I'm just so, gonna say that because I'm gonna get them to get ready to come back. I'm gonna get them to get ready to come back. I had to apologize because when I got married, I thought I was doing doing good by again getting married. I'm a, I was finally gonna settle down, and then he no longer had to help me out with my other child. But his idea of me getting married was that he was no longer the man of the house that I had created. I'm leaving you with that. See y'all when I get back. <laughs> Thank you so much, sis. Enjoy your dinner with your hubby. I love you. We will chat. I love you. We will see you on there again. I love I you, love you, love you. you. Thank you so much. Give your hands up, everybody. Um, um, what's your Instagram? Uh, follow me at... Uh, just Mimi 1979. You can follow me at the Wellness Purse um, on any social media. The Wellness Purse is my company, mental health coaching and life coaching. Um, also the website, thewellnesspurse.com. Um, you can go and purchase my book, What Goes On In My House, Stays In My House. And if you're on here listening and you think you're ready, you think you're ready to tell your story and you want to learn how to write it, 
contact me, DM me at Just Mimi 1979 or the Wellness Purse. I'm telling you, we still got a few spots left. We're about to start if you think you're ready to tell your story. Um, don't forget OLBA, which is the Opulent Lady Business Association. Maybe you're thinking about starting your business or you have a business and you want to be with a network of some amazing women of all ethnicities um, all over the world. If you want to be a part of that network, go to OpulentLadyBA.com. I'll put all that information um, underneath the chat. I love well, you, you all. This has been. You can't put it now. You, when when after I save it. Yeah. Because that's all fine. On there right now is not going to be on there. So that's I'm going to save this live, and then after I save the live, she's going to pin all her information for anybody that's listening or watching right now. Y'all can go and get everything that she just said because. Pinning it right now, as soon as I save it, none of these, none That's of these comments. That's fine. And just DM me. DM me. Just mm -hmm. Mimi 1979. Follow me. DM me the wellness purse. You can get the information that way, but I will have the information for you. Again, it's on Amazon. It's in Target. Yeah, um, just go and um, stay tuned for her next book, guys. Yes. Support, support, support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. Thank you. See y'all later. All, All right, right, babies. You can leave both. Okay. Um, would you like to end off and say anything, Kitty? <laughs> uh, listen, that was that was that was a good session. Hey, Dino. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. I'm glad y'all enjoyed this. She don't don't um don't worry. She'll be on here again because we just touched the surface. It was so much other stuff that we wanted to touch up on, I mean, to um uh, um to discuss. But we didn't, we, we wanted to try to keep it light because one is Valentine's Day. We don't want to bring anybody, you know, all the way down or whatever. So she yeah. will be a reoccurring guest. I mean, get reoccurring guest. This was an amazing session. Thank you guys. Thank you. I got emotional. I got emotional. It's okay. Like we said, if you get emotional when you want to cry, ain't nobody going to stop you because that's what we need to stop doing, stopping people from crying if that's the way you want to express your emotions at that moment we we let you have your moment you can have that moment you know you don't have we don't always have to be so strong let's let's get out of that you know it's all right be strong be strong we we, we got to get out of that mentality we, we don't have to be strong girl you you said girl me too you which you two what was crying oh i don't i didn't mean to make y'all cry <laughs> Got the kids trying to prepare the kids, prepare the meals. Mm. Got, got the, 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 the phone or whatever, listening in. Mm. I already know. I'm going through the she's probably going through the motions while she's having her kids and everything. Girl. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I didn't want it to be that emotional, but I'm okay with that. No, it was great. It was great. It was necessary. It was necessary. You know, a lot of us <laughs> don't have an outlet. Well, let me tell you. We think we do. Okay, yeah. Kitty. Uh, I hate to cut you off, but they on the, um they text me now that you know the engineer has to his, his family is there about to um um shut the show down now. So it was. Let me see what 